Welcome back to Kinda Funny's Harry Potter in Review. That's right, we are ranking and reviewing every movie in the Harry Potter cinematic universe. I'm Tim Geddes. That's Andy Cortez. Good morning. We got Kevin Coelho. Good morning. We got Nick Scarpino. Good morning. Aloha more, everyone. And a beautiful shirt that I'm very jealous of. You can have it after I'm done with it. Okay, I appreciate that. Right um, off your back? Yeah, take it. I'm not stinky. Oh, might be God. a little stinky. Oiling. How <laughs> dare you, Andy. Oh, man. Before we even get into it, I want to say shout out to our Patreon producers, Al Tribesman and David Mintel. Danny boy. <laughs> I'm mine for you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. That's that's what I was. No, we have a new one for Tribesman because he's the hunter. Oh, the predator. But yeah, the predator. He, also, he also said uh, David Mintel, though. We, we, still, yeah, yeah, we yeah. can't. I, I got it. I, yeah, I but you know it. what? Mintel's been getting enough love from us mm-hmm. for the last 15 months. I don't think it's because okay. he's been supporting for a long time. Thank you. It's our virtual man tribesman's time. Show me. You can also go to <laughs> patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad free uh, and to write your haikus in review that we will read on the show. Or you can just wait and watch it. Li- you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. Or you can listen to it as a podcast. No matter what you do, we appreciate you and your eyes and ears. So thank you very much for that today. We are talking about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Released mm-hmm. on July 15th, 2009, directed once again by David Yates, who from here on out, he's the man. The man with the plan, Andy. The man with the plan. Is he so he's like their Kevin Feige? No. No. No, he's that's actually part Chris Columbus. He's like their Russo brothers. But like but like why? not though. He's like he, no, now. he's he's their Zack Snyder. That's what I'll He's I'll their Zack Snyder. No, okay. but Zack Snyder even was like that more was in t- control. Well, of it once all. once he in the Fantastic Beast movies, right? Yeah. Didn't he also direct those? Yes, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, and the next he's four. definitely their Zack Snyder. And the next 87, 87 I, Fantastic I would say that he's a much more capable director than Zack Snyder as far as telling stories. Zack Snyder? That's yeah. I could see an argument for either one, to be I, honest, at this point. I, I God bless Zack Snyder, but I don't think he I don't, yeah, I think David Yates Great is visuals, much more capable. You know? Great visuals. Here's the thing. This movie had a budget of two hundred and fifty million dollars. Now, I know I talk about these numbers a lot, and out of context, you're just like, oh, that's average. No, it's not. Not at fucking all. Last week's movie, 150. Yeah. This is 100 million more dollars. Isn't that crazy? Where'd it go? Making I mean, it you the know. 15th most expensive movie of all time. Daniel Radcliffe died, and they had to clone him <laughs> and figure it all out. Is this the one where he was really <laughs> drunk a lot of the time? In really? one of the movies, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in one of the, yeah, so I guess it was this one. He was he had an alcohol problem. That was Did the budget. Really? All the budget Daniel, went to Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. All I the budget went to Smirnoff yeah. Ices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty crazy looking at the, the list of the most expensive movies ever made. Number 15, Half-Blood Prince. 14, Beauty and the Beast. Spider-Man 3, Star Wars Force Awakens, Tangled. Huh. Star Wars Last Jedi, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, John Carter, infamously. Oh, sadly. Not Solo, a terrible movie. A Star like Wars story. Coming in at seven. Well, that makes that sense. They had to do a lot of reshoots. That, that must they basically have hurt. shot that movie twice, probably. Oof. Justice League, Pirates at World's End, Infinity War, Endgame, Age of Ultron, and then number one, Pirates of the Pirates on Strangers Tides. Stranger Tides. How is Damn, Tangled an t- animated movie from 2010 still on the list? That's crazy. I'm sure it costs CG, been, man. They, it, CG costs it costs a lot. Movie underrated. Yeah, movie. You got to assume that it's just getting more and more. And yeah, wasn't that like now these days? You know? Wasn't that uh, one of the first ones that like was like that new Disney CG? CG. Like yeah, yeah. So that was after Princess and the yeah. Frog. Yeah. It's also um, possible it just had like a lot of kinks to work out and a lot of production problems that just costs infinitely yeah. more money when you're doing CG. Yeah, just crazy amounts. Two fifty is a lot though, especially since this movie is like really short. This movie was only like two hours, wasn't it? 
233. Was it really? Yeah. Mm. Oh God, why did I yeah, run time? Because it was 33 minutes. Box office of 934 million. It became the eighth highest grossing film of all time and 2009's hi- second highest grossing film behind Avatar and is the fifth highest grossing film of the franchise. Of course, we're avoiding spoilers going forward. You need to know that. Naturally. But before we get to the plot, what do we think about this movie? Um, I mean, I liked it. It's not my favorite in the whole series, but neither was the book. Um, I think that this is this for me is is the sort of like um, to me. It's like it's when you're getting on the roller coaster and you're going and you're about you're going all the way up to the top of that first drop. That's what this movie is for me. It's a lot of setup. It's a lot of anticipation. It really does. It sets up um, probably one of the most important aspects of the whole series, which is the Horcruxes. Um, and then it leaves you kind of at the end, just sort of like feeling, oh my God, this is a mm. terrible spot that Harry's in. Dumbledore's dead. Snape killed him. Is Snape a bad guy? A lot of what ifs. Um, so I, I think you can't have the next two movies. You can't have the next book uh, without this. But it's not. It's never been my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think it's easily the best movie, but it's definitely not my favorite. And I feel like as a whole, watching it, I really enjoy the pace. There's a little bit two thirds through the way that gets a little like. It slows down for the first time, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh man, it feels off because from the get go, it's pretty, it's pretty in- intense. No Dudley bullshit. Really appreciated that. I feel like this movie's uh, biggest fault is the coloring is distracting a lot of that, the time. That was so. That was interesting. Uh, one of the X rays that I that I saw, one of the little pieces of trivia that I saw, was that David Yates used a French DP, and this was the only. Harry Potter that got nominated for a cinematography Oscar. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, he cites uh, Rembrandt was a influence for Half-Blood Prince's color palette and lighting. Rembrandt uses dark earth tones and the illusion of strong lights and heavy shadows. A lot of yellows and browns. It was yeah. so, a lot of the movie looks like it's straight up in black and white. Yeah. So yeah. And, and I don't like that. And here's why. So watching it, um, you know, there, there, there are the, the scenes with the vanishing cabinets and you don't necessarily know. We see Draco go into the, um, the, the, the antique store and look at the vanishing cabinet and it's kind of got a muted brown palette. And then later when we see him take the thing off. The, the the environment he's in is not that much different than than the Brooks and Burns, whatever it was. I'll, I'll get to it in a bit, but or Borgans and uh, what is Brooks. it called? Borgen and Burks. Borgen and Burks. Um, it's not that different. I thought the first time I watched this that he was just going back to the the store Same here. both mm. times. And the way you solve that is the color palette, the coloring. The, yeah. uh, normally, a, a traditional DP would say visually, let's make these two different by making that brown and this one like really really different color, like a blue or something crazy. But they didn't do that. The coloring in this was so bad, in my opinion. That it's actually confusing. Yeah. And that's no, the absolutely. opposite of the visual, what the visual storytelling should help do. I thought the blocking of the shots was the best that we've seen oh, so far. It was far. beautifully filmed. It's, it's just, just the, the color. grading was like, and it was like fucking dark. Everything Very was dark. dark. The colors were. Like it reminds the, me, it reminds me of Solo. When you watch Solo, you're like, what? I, I think someone's mm-hmm. moving on screen but a little the bit. The bigger not quite thing that I had an issue no. with was the vignette smearing going on for most of the movie where everything looked like a flashback. Like everything no, sepia no. with a vignette. You're talking about the, the sort of like warm glow that was happening around everyone, which was just a. a Everybody had another, like a bloom on them. They had a bloom, and it was a, it was yeah. a bad choice oh. because especially when you come from the, the I don't know who the DP was on on Order of the Phoenix, but that movie is crisp. When we go into the the, the Ministry of Magic and we see the black tile yeah. and like it's black tile, but it's crisp and it sticks out, and the effects are like sharp as shit. And then you come to this, and it's like a blurry French New Wave dream. And I'm like, yeah. I just, I don't like it at and all. And everybody, you know? and, and every shot is like at 
30% saturation or something like that. Yeah, like, really there's weird. just enough color to kind of want you, uh, it keeps you wanting to have more color in the scene. You want sort of these brighter pops. You don't want the whole movie to feel sort of drab and dreary, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I guess that's a vibe they're going for. But I do feel like there's a part where there is a lot of color when he takes the Felix um, Felices and is running around being silly. Like well, even those colors are muted. Yeah. They're there is color, but it's like the beginning of the last movie where it's like it's there, but it's just so it's still yeah. like dark's well, not even the right word. It's I, just it's, it's also confusing because I think someone someone mentioned flashbacks, right? When we see flashbacks, when we see memories in Harry Potter, we're, we we've now established that visual language with the audience. So once we come out of that, if we if it still looks like that, it's not like we're dumb. We're not I dumb. Know. We know, yeah. but it's it's just on a, a subconscious level, yeah. you're like this is just off. This yeah. should be crisp. Yeah. When they go into the pensive, it should be blurry and fuzzy and sepia. And then when we're seeing those flashbacks of him being taken. Because we've already established also that when you get the picture taken of you, we have that effect where he's in the Daily Prophet. It's sepia, yeah. and it has that bloomy look to it. So it's interesting that the DP, maybe the DP just didn't watch the rest of the movies, and he was like, I just want to establish <laughs> this this look right now. And to be fair, I think the movie is shot fr- framing-wise beautifully. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that's Man. my thing is like the framing, the special the effects, grading. the CG, Bad. so much of it. I'm like, wow, this is this is really good. I'm believing in the magic for the first time in this series. Like the the shot when they're in the beginning where there's the house and it's all messed up and it's kind of reforming. Yeah. And when he gets up and he's in like, the chair, that's in awesome. The chair. I love that. Effect. It's like when it first happened, I was like, oh, this is the world doll bullshit that I don't like about this. But pretty quickly, I'm like, oh, there's a practicality to this that yeah. like I believe in. Yeah. That's cool. And I'm like, th- they did a really good job, I think, of being finally, finally, finally making this a grown up magic mm-hmm. world. But, and I loved yeah. opening it with the the dementors and shit coming to to London. I'm like, this is cool as hell. Like I the love the way that it looked. The, the Death Eaters, yeah. yeah, love that. Looked super, super rad, and I believed in it. And from the the moment this movie started with them coming through, I'm like, oh, I'm in. What's going on? Three minutes into this movie, I'm like, I'm already enjoying this more than than some of the other ones. And I feel like that pace continues for the majority of this movie. I feel like plot wise, there it this one lacks a kind of overarching like goal in the way that the other movies yeah. had. But the more I think about it, I'm like, I can't really use that as a complaint against this movie because I use the kind of just monster of the week uh, plot as a complaint for the other ones. Right. So it's just it's interesting to me. But I just I think my biggest criticism of this one is it shouldn't have took six movies to get here. And when we see the love connections happen, of which there's a lot, I'm into them. But I'm like, but these weren't really set up the last Mm. five movies. Mm. So when they're connecting, I'm like, it feels fast in this movie, but I would have bought it if we got some more. I think the the Ron and Hermione connection starts making a little bit of sense. To me, the one that I always kind of stuck out was like, well, the the Ginny Harry. The Ginny Harry one is like, what? But but actually, I I take that back because on this one, that scene, when she's like, close your eyes. I was like, <laughs> I was like, good I for got, you. I was like, yeah. That would actually probably make Harry I, like. I, I, the I don't think that you. that scene is so much a problem. It's the earlier scene where she goes to tie his shoe. That I was like, this is so awkward. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was yeah. pretty bizarre. The, I, I kind of enjoyed the movie. I, I, I go into these movies like you know, kind of expecting not a whole lot from the ones that aren't Azkaban or Gallo to Fire and stuff like that. And I. Um, I feel like the this movie in particular is just such a big setup. Obviously, like Nick already mentioned that it, it really reminds me of when you're watching a TV show and there's about to be a big battle or fight, and this is like the two episodes that lead into that, mm-hmm. where not a whole lot happens until the very, very, very end. But you know what we do get though is I think a lot of meaningful dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of meaningful plot and world building, and and it's interesting stuff. All the flashback stuff with uh, Tom Riddle I think is super cool. 
Um, I love that actor that they cast as young Tom Riddle. Yeah, he's, I, awesome. like, he's just like really creepy and fucking weird. And you get that sort of dark vibe that like, oh, this guy's sinister and something's wrong, you know. I got a, a little uh, chamber of serious facts here for Fantastic. you. Uh, young Voldemort slash Tom Riddle is played by Hero Fiends T- Tiffin. I don't know if I right. Sure. Fiennes? Uh, it looks like Fiennes. it's called like Ralph, Ralph yes, Fiennes. Yes, who's the nephew of Ralph Fiennes. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, who plays adult Voldemort and Tom Riddle. Uh, the director said that he did not get the role due to his relation to Ralph, that he cast him due to his ability to find the darker space in his line readings. The Half-Blood Prince marked the fifth and sixth actors to play Voldemort. In the first film, Philosopher's Stone, he was played by Richard Bremer and Ian Hart in Chamber of Secrets. He was portrayed by Christian Coulson. Uh, Ralph plays the adult Voldemort and Hero and Frank play young and teen Voldemort in this one. Um, I, I've i always said this is my least favorite movie, but re-watching it this time, it, like, it certainly surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Where like, I, I kind of put it on, and I was like, all right, well, let's get through this one. But like, yeah, it, it hooks you, and like, I'm kind of like, the, like I feel like, uh, what is it, um, Malfoy. Draco, mm-hmm. like I feel like his acting's phenomenal in this one. Like we get well, they, this moments, some solid moments of yeah, they him get, breaking down. That's that's one of the the good things about the movie is that you actually start to flesh out Draco as a real character for the first time in six movies. Oh. He's not this just this like piece of generic shit, bad uh, guy. Yeah, generic yeah. bad guy. He's a very conv- he's probably actually the most fascinating character in this whole thing because he's very conflicted. You start to get the feeling about three quarters through, you're like, or actually even halfway through, you're like. He doesn't want to do this thing he has to do, and if, but if he doesn't do it, he's going to die. And I love that dynamic between him and Snape and how Snape's like, I'm going to make this vow. I have to. And it's not because, I'm going, it's not because I want to vanquish Voldemort. It's because I want to save Draco, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And that says so much about Snape's character. And, it's also, and that's my uh, thing is like, I've known the spoiler yeah. forever because yeah. you, you can't get away with that. Yeah. I had no idea how it happened. Yeah. I had yeah. no really idea the setup. I had no idea what happened after. That and I was just like, though. this Woo! is so fucking yeah. cool. And, like, in the book, they, and in the book, you really, are, really they, fun. they do leave you with that. Like, I mean, you, you kind of get the feeling that you're like, okay, Snape's doing it to save Draco. But there is a level of doubt where you're like, I mean, because it's the never really, after where it's Harry and Snape, and Snape just fucking oh. him up. I'm like, this is rad. Yeah. But you get you get that one moment where Dumbledore goes, Snape, please, and you're and and you you you're like, there's a there's a little bit of you that's like, is he begging for his life? But then the rest of you is like, no, he's actually asking Snape to like, you, you have to do this. If you so don't cool. do this, all of our shit, all of our plans, this kid's life, everything could be at stake. So you have to kill me. I can't read lips. What's that? No, never mind. You he's, can say it. Yeah. No, just, Am future, I wrong? Future spoilers. I yeah, future spoilers. You're, you're yeah. teetering on that a little bit. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. My, my apologies. Um, I, I was going to say that like it's so bizarre, though, where I can't think of another film franchise that has this many movies that totally changes genre. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you compare this to part the- one and part two, you know, and then we get this, I feel like... If a if a film franchise were to do this, it would have to be like a giant reboot where, hey guys, we are totally re envisioning this franchise and we're giving it a whole new twist and turn. And now it's dark and it's muted and it's freaky. And there are a couple of jump scares that are like legitimately kind of scary. And I wouldn't recommend your kids watching the scene with all this it's creepy skeleton PG. people. No, f- like there's no. This way. movie's PG. This movie's yeah. there's blood dripping from from the, the the moment that the girl got like crucified. Oh my god! Intense. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, um, yeah the whole skeleton but, scene. I remember watching this. I watched this movie in theaters, and being in the theater, seeing that the underwater part yeah. with the creepy yeah, zombies, yeah. I was fucking scared. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh my god! This is horrifying imagery. I think that that like. That gives a lot of points to like this as a series that where I feel like they introduced certain aspects of it that made it a little bit scarier and creepier and like 
it gets darker over time in such a smooth way that it I don't like think it's smooth at all. Oh. Like uh-huh. I feel it's pretty damn rigid yeah. where it's like uh-huh. I, I hate that this is the sixth movie and mm-hmm. then we're here. Well, um my my one criticism with the movie, and it was the same criticism I had with the book, was the title of the book's called The Half Blood Prince. And the payoff at the end, you're like, one line? That's yeah. what I'm gonna get. This yeah. is the most mistitled movie book in the entire series. I would say. But I remember now, again, you, we, we can get to this when we get to uh, uh, the book corner, but yeah. I don't remember the Half-Blood Prince payoff being that good in the book also. It, it could have been the memory. They yeah. could have named it like yeah. and the memory of whatever the fuck. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's the problem is that like they titled it the Half-Blood Prince. It should have been the Horcruxes. But even in the book, the Half-Blood Prince mystery plot is like the C plot. Yeah, it's not. Book. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, like and, that's and, not the important guys. thing. It fucking sounds cool. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does. It does. Awesome. It does and also, but it I've been practicing the, the line. Style. I've been practicing the line. Yeah. You dare use my spells against me. It's so bad. You're really bad. And then he goes, I'm the half blood prince. <laughs> To which Harry you got like, me there. <laughs> you finally right. got there. That last one was good. Like yeah, a six point yeah. eight out of ten, man. Yeah. You're, 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 you're a solid two, three years away from nailing that. You're gonna nail it. Buddy. Yeah, it's I so love hard. It. I love Trust it. me. Do you know the guys? Like I rewound that line many times. So <laughs> that's why it took me three hours to watch this. That's movie. amazing. Nick, hit me with the plot, please. Now, ladies Greg's and gentlemen. It's not here, but worry not. Nick will tell us the plot once again. I must ask too much of you, gentlemen and Harry. Uh, we start on the Warner Brothers logo and we hear the echoes of Bellatrix Lestrange screaming or singing rather. I killed Sirius Black and Harry. Uh, we're back at the ministry right after the last movie. Harry's getting his picture taken. Uh, Dumbledore puts his arm around him and his hand is just super majestic in this one. Important note. Uh, then we get the title Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince and... We're in the Muggle world, ladies and gentlemen. People are just doing business. Hey, we're in, we're in, not, you know, we're in ties today. Maybe it's casual Friday. We don't know. But there's a storm outside and people are freaking out about it because in London, I don't know if you guys know this about London, they never get bad weather. There's never, <laughs> it's always sunny. It's always nice. super sunny. <laughs> it's never foggy. So everyone's like, what is that crazy stuff in the air? Yeah. I've never seen this. Jolly old London. Yeah. Granted, there are some crazy motherfuckers flying outside. Uh, they are death eaters. And they were flying through the streets of jolly old London, and they blast the wall apart at Diagon Alley, uh, and just go over to an Ollivander's wand shop and fucking nuke it. And then they go in, they go in and they grab, uh, uh, they grab Ollivander, and well, we assume it's Ollivander. We don't see. I don't think we see him. They have like bag. No, yeah, they bagged. Uh, but there's two people they grab. One of whom has the the uh, maybe kind of looks like Ollivander. We don't know. Uh, that might be a future spoiler. And we see. <laughs> I was literally trying not to spoil it, and then I just went deep into it. Uh, <laughs> And we see uh, Fenner Greyback. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah, the Fen- werewolf Fenrir. man. The half, werewolf, werewolf, half werewolf, half man, all sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he? Super hairy. He's very hairy. His hairline is like at his nostril. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then for no reason, right after this, they just magneto the hell out of a bridge in London. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Let's just twist the shit out of this bridge for no reason. It's like, why, why are you doing Kill all models. this? I guess so. Uh, flash Statements. forward. And Harry's just having a cup of the old coffee. Cup of Joe. At a train station in Little... Winging, nailed it. Winging, nailed it. And and reading about himself, uh, which is a pro move if you want to impress that super smoking hot waitress that's uh, been waiting it. on you. Yeah, and man, he did. Yeah, and what does she say, Nick? Uh, she goes, uh, "Who who is Harry Potter?" Yeah. And Harry goes, uh, "He's no one really. He's kind of a tosser." Is yeah. what he says to him. Uh, and then I, well, I forgot. I don't write down what she said. What she said. She about. was eleven. Oh, though we're getting that's, that part. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get it, Harry. Uh, and he's yeah he scores that day because he starts talking. She goes eleven. 
That's which is when she gets off. And Harry is probably going to get off about 30 seconds after that. Uh, outside, shit's getting kind of cold. And the train starts passing and Harry starts freaking out. But rest, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. It's just good old-fashioned Dumbledore just hanging out there in his Dumbledore PJs. You'd think, like, maybe put a pair of pants on, man. Okay, yeah. you look like a fucking well, he's wizard. the most powerful wizard out there. You look like a wizard. He's got nothing to prove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dumbledore tells Harry he's been reckless uh, and then shows him his and shows him his creepy old dead hand. And Harry's like, ew, but doesn't really ask about it, which is weird. Because, mm-hmm. hey, Tim, if you came to work one day and hand? your fucking hand was black, I'd be like, hmm. What's going on there? Did you have a conversation <laughs> about this, Tim? Well, he kind of said. He said, I've been reckless, too. Yeah, whatever. His story's good. He's like, all right, cool. Uh, and then Dumbledore goes, hey, man, just take my quick pimp arm. Uh, and Harry looks back at the cute waitress who, who's waiting for him. At this point, I'd be like this. Listen, dude. I'd be like, let's break this down for a second, Dee Dee. I've been through a lot. Dumbledore. Okay. All right. Oh, Dumbledore, sure. Yeah. Listen, listen. Uncle Harry's Why been through a lot. Why are you doing a lot of stuff I don't with know. Listen, listen. He's doing it with his throat, okay. too. Do you see listen that? Listen to me. Uncle Harry's been through a lot, Dee Dee. Okay. Can this shit just not wait one more hour? Can I not have a fucking minute to have happiness with this girl that's clearly into me? Like the at the the worst thing that could possibly come from this, I get free coffee for life. You see what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. Best thing, we just cramming into each other. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm a teenager. She's a teenager. It's all legal. I all thought right. you were about to deep throw that microphone, dude. <laughs> 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 but swallow it like an Christ. anaconda. I'm so mad about this. <laughs> it was upsetting, it's and upsetting. he gives him a little speech too, where he's like, "You can't do that." You know? Yeah. We got more important things to do. And it's just like, ah, bro, be cool. Yeah, <laughs> come on, D-D. you know. Good course, old uh, Harry takes Albus's arm, and they apparate over to an old uh, creepy house that's been super ransacked. Uh, the ceiling is leaking blood, which Dumbledore doesn't hesitate. Just put in his mouth. Just yeah. lick. Right? Off of Harry's head. He's just, ah. I'm like, I'd be like, dude. <laughs> Was it off his head? I'd be like, yeah. let's yeah. take stock of what oh, just I happened. I remember that. That's I left potentially the best date of my life. For you to lick blood off my head. <laughs> Fuck this world. Down ass Fuck place. the wizard. But also, I would call Voldemort, but like, also you there's blood on my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is not where I wanted to be. Uh, realizing, of course, that it's been staged, Albus pokes, goes over to a little armchair like, a, and, and pokes it, and it changes into Horace Slughorn. And I love this effect, because it kind of looks practical, but yeah. it's not really practical, but right. it's, such, it's such a well-done effect. It looks like when the you see those gifts of the little kids as like Transformers. Yeah. yeah. And they're like on the ground, and they yeah, stand yeah, up, yeah. <laughs> and then they come back down. Uh, of course, Horace uh, is hiding because he's been getting some rather aggressive offers from the Death Eaters to come join their gang. Uh, and he's like, I, I don't want to do that. And it's only a matter of time before they get really, really aggressive with it. So I've just been hopping from Muggle House to Muggle House, dodging them. Uh, and then we get a fun scene where Dumbledore's like, should we put everything back? together and he does it and they put everything back together including for whatever reason Horace's uh, Slughorn's shelves of fame which I guess he just brings with him to every muggle house that he goes to. Yeah. He's a little obsessed. He's a little weird. Uh, of course Horry tells uh, Horace excuse me. Horry. I call him Horry. <laughs> I like it. Slughorn tells Harry that his mother was once a, a favorite of his and shows him the shelf of the students. Uh, we get pa- a little a little montage of past wizards like uh, Barnas Cuff, editor of the Daily Prophet, uh, Gwynog Jones, uh, who's the captain of the Hollyhead Harpies, uh, and Sirius Black's younger brother, Regulus Black, uh, and of course then Harry's mother, Lily. Um, he has this. We started learning that he has this menagerie of famous witches and wizards that he keeps contact with with for hookups, uh, which I assume was just the part where Tim Gettys was like, "This is what I would do if I was in the wizard." Yeah, man. Illuminati. Uh, of course, uh, Dumbledore wa- uh, wants Slughorn to return to Hogwarts uh, and is clearly using Harry as bait. Uh, Slughorn really can't resist this, collecting Harry because Harry is, of course, the crown would be the crown jewel, uh, and, and is uh, and so it's basically he gets him to, to to sign back up to come back and teach at Hogwarts. Um, 
and and which we're starting to get. We're like, it's weird. And Dumbledore's like, it's very crucial that he return. And you're like, okay. Now this is when I was like, hey Dumbledore, I know you're a genius. Yeah. But maybe just sit the motherfucker down and threaten him. How about a threat? You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, why? Just saying, like, why? Just seems why do we have to go for a whole year? Of trying to con this You're guy. Stealing his it's memory. the long play. I don't yeah. When you sit his ass down and go, it's either me or Moody you're going to deal with. Good cop, bad cop. Okay. Mm. Moody mm. comes in, looks a lot like Kevin. Kevin comes in, takes his leg off, hits him in the fucking head with Jeez, it. Oh, you give it. him some of that truth serum. Truth serum. Give him some of that truth potion. Varicellum of varicellism. Uh-huh. But he already Merit changed his memory, so I don't think it's e- as easy to extract as possible. Uh, also, he's, a, he's a powerful wizard. Shout out Forget the, everything you know. Shout out to that, the, like, when they're actually watching and it gets all like. And it's like, oh, oh I love that. That's so it's cool. Distorted. Yeah, it's really well done. Uh, of course, Dumbledore, uh, they, as they walk away, uh, Dumbledore apologizes for taking him away from little wing geeking, uh, but tells him he can't oh, return. Harry's like, Harry's like, it's cool. I'll just go back tomorrow and make up an excuse. And I'm like, Harry, women don't like that, but it's cool. Maybe you'll play the bad guy character. Anyway, uh, and Dumbledore's like, you can't. Sorry. You can't go back there. Oh, dude. Shit's Evaporate been going time. crazy, and we got to go back to Hogwarts. And Harry's like, well, shit. Now I'm never getting laid. I'll never use my penis, and I'll just have to pretend uh, like my wand is my penis sometimes. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Harry, of course. He's not even trying. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not even funny. That was it. It's been a long week. Uh, Harry once again operates, and this time he lands at the marsh outside of the Weasleys, uh, and Jenny is very, very excited that Harry has arrived. She gives him a big old hug, uh, which further proves my theory that only tall people get love in Harry Potter universe, uh, because Harry looks uh, looks at her like like the in her tall body, and he's like, oh, I'm all for this. He wasn't liking her before, but now that she got tall, she get he's tall. into it. Yeah. Okay. See, and this is a theory that I have. Yeah. That I will continue to prove to you all throughout the rest of this movie. I don't know if we need to know it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ron, Hermione, and Harry all hang out while Harry makes a small sad fire out of the Daily Prophet, uh, which for some reason uh, features Malfoy. We're not quite sure. Their parents don't want them to go back to Hogwarts. Apparently that's the big kerfuffle. And everyone's like, but this is Hogwarts, man. We're safe there. And everyone's like, we're not safe anywhere. Like, we're always in danger. Who cares? Especially now. now. Uh, then we get a quick scene out in the rain where we but see. I, I want to say I really yeah. liked the the blocking and framing of the when the Weasleys kind of like were up the stairs, yeah, popping their cool. heads out of the different holes and like like all like stoked about Harry. Yeah, it was just cool and it just like it's so at odds with the color correction. Like oh, now you want us to stay home now? Now you want us to stay home instead of when we got attacked by a troll in the restroom, right? And there was a two headed dog that almost murdered us, right? And then fucking Three Harry heads. fell four miles from the sky, almost don't, into the ground. Don't forget about that time the uh, the giant basilisk fucking kidnapped Ginny. Yeah, Jenny. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That? yeah, yeah. That was a big one. That was and then when your daughter got kidnapped by a fucking giant snake, yeah, yeah. And and think then, about that. And then the goddamn red bird had to cry in my arm so I wouldn't die. Yeah, so I wouldn't fucking Now's die. The time. Now, now we can't go back. Christ, Christ, Rick, I'll dude. Say it. Of course, uh, we get a quick scene out in the rain. Uh, Narcissa Malfoy and Bellatrix Lestrange knock on a door, uh, which Wormtail answers. And then they walk into a lounge and meet with none other than Snape. Uh, Snape lets on that he's still ride or die Death Eater. Uh, Narcissa has come to ask, of course, for Snape's help with something that Draco has to do. She wants him to help Draco, who is being recruited uh, into the Dark Lord service for what we do not know yet. Uh, Snape offers to help, but Bellatrix go- uh, goads him into making an unbreakable vow. She's like, uh, words are fucking useless, man. You got to put up or shut up, make the unbreakable vow. To which Snape does not hesitate, and he does. It was such a cool, like, fucking, well, bet yeah. on it then, dude. Yeah. Put, put, put money down. bucks on it then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they go the extra mile to clarify that a snake is now on the hook. If Snape is now on the hook. If Draco doesn't perform the deed, he has to do it. And we get or the yeah. We don't we we get we we, we get the picture that uh, this is not going to go good for Snape. It's also really cool that it leaves the scars on so the hand. Cool. So cool. Yeah. yeah. So great rad. visual. Yep. It, it has like a 
certain sort of practicality in this world, you know, mm-hmm. like it looks like it's actual sort of like fabric around them. It's, it's really the cool. Pinky promise of the future. Yeah. Or you reminded me of the uh, the little Chinese finger traps. Is that PC to say anymore? Chinese yeah. finger traps. That's what they're called. Yeah, that's what they're, that's what they're, okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. Just finger traps. It's a dangerous world. <laughs> it is a dangerous world. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch the Adams More dangerous family? than Harry Potter. It's super dangerous. That's you why we should Adam's go to family and they had like a metal one. It like, clamped on. Never oh, clamped on. oh, yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. I love that. Uh, we're, of course, back at a, the joke shop in Diagon Alley. And despite the world outside being utter shit, Fred and George are doing game Figured it out, man. Man, they, they have it. figured out that entertainment is recession-proof, and they are going for it. Mm-hmm. Where do they get about. the funds for this shit? What? Well, uh, they'll hold clarify on, hold on. eventually. We, look, we lost uh, the speed. Are oh, you no. still hearing audio? I'm still hearing audio. Okay, cool. What the fuck? Uh, Let see what oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. The actual camera never turned off. Oh, oh, that's gone again. Oh, no. Are we losing the switcher again? Uh, everybody's saying audio is good. Oh, yeah. God. But, uh. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's the laptop, looks like. Yeah, hold on. Fixing it. Give us hold a second. He's working on it. Uh, yeah. Lumos. Lumos Maximus. I like that we have this. <laughs> Who was that? This is kind of Snape. Good one. Okay. Unbuddy Do you need me to come over, Barrett? No, hold on. Give me a second. I say just get rid of the, the laptop. Turn off uh, On Air 4. Uh, yeah. There it is. I think there mu- there must be something wrong with that uh, decimator. We'll figure it out afterwards, though. Lumos Maximus. We're back to this thing. Oh, I was going to say, adio repero. Uh, I, I, did, I did have this joke I was working on, guys, if you yeah. don't mind. Like, I was going to say, like, you know, you know, Harry, you know, Harry's super into virtual reality, but his thing yeah. broke, so he was like, Oculus Repero. It's pretty good. That was really good. Thanks, I like it. You're welcome back to the show. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have to like work it into yeah. this, you know? <laughs> Thanks, man. It was uh, like five, show- five movies ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fred and George, of course, give Jenny shit for dating Dean Thomas, that little fucking pervert. Fucking Dean Thomas. And, he uh, is a pervert. And why, then, why is he a pervert? Uh, and then Lavender Brown uh, says, what's up to Ron? And and Ron, is says, he was like, I don't understand what that all is about. And all the rest of us were like, well, we do. He reminds, oh, we, we all, why he reminds me of such an idiot. He reminds me of Ryan Philippi from Cruel Intentions. Dean Thomas? Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. the, right? The guy with the kind of curly no, yeah, light yeah, color yeah, hair? I see it. No, no you guys are thinking, about the same you one. thinking of Corgreg McCarr. You're, we're whatever. you're thinking Cormac. of Cormac, Cormac. McCarr. Oh, wait, yeah. No, you're That's right. That's the guy. Dean Thomas is, yeah, not, does not look anything like Ryan Thomas. Yes. Not pretty. You guys are really like that. I will say real quick, another fact here. In previous films, Lavender Brown had been played by black actresses Kathleen McCauley and Jennifer L. Smith in Chamber and Prisoner. The change of her race as the character moved into a main role was not well received, to say the least. No shit. I didn't even catch that. I guess. Me neither. Well, yeah, that's oh, the thing. She's like, only no a one... background character yeah. in like, the other one, uh, other movies. Uh, the kids walk past Ollivander's and notice it's been blown out, and they spot Draco and Narcissa, uh, who follow them, and then they follow them down a dark alley past a wanted poster for Fenner Greybeard. Uh, Harry scales the building like fucking goddamn Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 1 and looks into Borgen and Burks. Like, it was a weird. He was just like, <laughs> I'm like, how? how? I mean, we just Maybe saw, he missed didn't his calling. We just, didn't we just see him on the top? No, he, we literally... <laughs> Like, I, I know the Spider-Man scene you're talking about, but we didn't. Boom, 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 Spider-Man. And the PS1 graphics. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Harry scales the building and looks down into uh, Borgen and Burks, where he sees Malfoy delicately caressing an ornate cabinet, which kind of looks like a giant version delicately of the puzzle box from Hellraiser, <laughs> which is weird. Um, then we're back on the train. Uh, sure. Luna Lovegood is passing out copies of the Quibbler, and she's still super fucking weird. And it's just like, get out of here! I'm like, get out of here with all that fucking Raxburg shit. What is it? Ra- yeah, Raxburg shit. She's like, what's Raxburg? They affect your brain. 
And you're like, you're but, fucking, you're so weird. You don't know. That's not a real fucking was, thing. Was that the, what the, so on the back of the magazine, there was a like an ad for like send in to get these glasses, which she uses later to see things that are floating around Harry while yep. he's invisible. So was that like tie into that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I liked it. I liked it. What I like about this is obviously I'm giving her shit for this quote unquote made up thing that no one knows about, but then it turns out it is real. And so you're like, oh, maybe Luda does kind of have a couple mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. Uh, couple up on these other piece of shit kids that are hiding also, her shoes. Also, if I were a senior and I, fi- I figured out that someone else was hiding her shoes, take that kid up into the fucking the prefects lounge upstairs in that bathroom, just fucking dunk their head a couple times in the toilet. Let him, let him, let him, let him, you want to talk to Morty Mortal? You little fucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 I don't also, like boys. Here comes Moni Myrtle. I like yeah, you it. heard you got to go up in that bathroom. <laughs> Jerk off in front of Moni Myrtle. Oh my God. She's into it. She loves it. No. Uh, uh, I was going to say, okay. I like that every time we see her reading the Quibbler. I, I, I think she's just holding it this, but uh, every other time, she's reading it upside down. I just think that's a fun little thing that mm. she always does. Uh, another quick little thing here is Jenny's talking to Dean Thomas on the train. He's super tall. I'm just saying. It's bullshit. Do super They're, tall people, I, are they the I'm only ones the that deserve love in, in Harry Potter? I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Uh, in their cabin... Um, Harry, I put HHR. Harry, uh, Hermione, and Ron theorize about Draco's intentions. Draco's going to be a Death Eater. HHR is really rad. Yeah. Uh, don't they know? But he's like, he's like, but they don't know what they saw. It could have been their version of uh, taking the college kids to IKEA. You know what I mean? We don't know here. Mm-hmm. We don't know what moms do. Maybe they're just shopping for like later. Uh, and Harry's like, no, he's a piece of shit. So Harry's like, fuck it. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some. Uh, I'm gonna get some air. But he takes his cloak of invisibility with him, and then boom, a smoke bomb comes off. Presumably one of the ones he got from Fred and George's joke shop, and he heads over uh, to Malfoy's seat. Malfoy, he overhears him alluding to not having to go to Hogwarts anymore after this year. Then uh, clearly spots Harry sitting above in the rack above. He's just like. Good job, Harry. Way to be a fucking super spy. Uh, when the train stops, Harry's nowhere to be found. But you can't sneak one past old Draco Malfoy, uh, who looks up. He's like, hold on, let me just hang back for a little bit. And then Baller Stas style is there like, anything shuts the door. cooler and then, than that moment? Yeah. Closes all the curtains. Closes everything. Yeah, man. And then petrifies the shit out of Harry. Uh, talks shit. And then stomps on his face. Fucking Jesus. Harshly. Mm-hmm. PG movie. Kicks yeah. him in yeah. the nose. Breaks his nose. Uh, he leaves Harry on uh, to rot, basically, on the way back to London. Thankfully, Luna has those 3D glasses from the magazine. And we see Wuxperks, uh, which are swarming around Harry. Uh, she comes to his rescue. And together, they walk back into Hogwarts, where Professor Flitwick greets them and tells them all about the Aurors who are uh, added around Hogwarts for added security. Uh, Filch gives Draco Malfoy shit for using his father's pimp cane. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we see that snake... We see that Snape is kind of coming to his rescue there. Uh, Lunar, uh, Luna offers to fix Harry's nose, but uh, at this point, I was like, "Have we learned nothing from Gilderoy? Why not just let Madame Pomfrey Luna nailed fucking it. fix shit?" Okay, Luna of course, nailed it. Luna is actually why pretty is she capable fixing so she- many broken toes though? She she was like, "I've only done toes, but you know, it's the same." Because she only walks around in her bare feet because yeah. her shoes get stolen. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Damn and she her toes. Building. Wow. And I wow. love this line. I love this line, and Harry I love the Luna brilliant. character because uh, it works. And Harry's like, "Oh, did it? How do I look?" And she goes, "You look exceptionally ordinary." <laughs> and that's such a great thing to say to someone. What a great backhanded compliment. Uh, Harry. Also, walks- sorry, real quick. This is the moment where Snape's like, "Stop checking him." Like I'll vouch for him. It's fine. Yeah. So that's that's how he gets this uh, thing in. Yeah. Sneaky Snape. Sneaky. Sneaky. Uh, Harry walks back into the Great Hall covered in blood. Uh, and Dumbledore is making his opening announcements. As he does so, uh, cool little touch here where I don't think we've seen before. Where as he approaches the podium, the owl on the front of it like spreads its really wings. Really cool looking. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking rad. Yeah, how do I get that on my desk, Kevin? 
order that on Amazon, Kevin. We'll figure that out. Uh, Slughorn. You'll, ha- you'll get mad at us and have it thrown out <laughs> for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, hate, I hate clutter. That's true. But for those three weeks, man, it'll be <laughs> magical. <laughs> it will be magical. Uh, Horace Slughorn is the new uh, potions master, uh, which then makes Snape, hey, finally getting bumped up to the big leagues as defense against the dark arts You professor. know what, man? Woo! I felt he it. deserves. He yeah, I was like, 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 moment. Get it, dude. I get it. He, got, he finally got invited to the barbecue. They don't ever have a potion or a lesson with him. It's true. Yeah, mm. you, that's don't you don't it. ever te- see him teach defense against the dark. You didn't teach it last movie. You think he would have been good though? Wait. Oh yeah. No, where, no he two taught it. Ago. No, yeah. Acclumacy. Uh Three Acclumacy. movies ago, uh, with uh, fucking. Um, Taking over for Lupin that one yeah. lesson. That's all you need. Dumbledore tells the kids about Tom I'm Riddle, who was once a student. And quote, as I stand looking out upon you all tonight, I'm reminded of a sobering fact. Every day, every hour, this very minute, perhaps, dark forces attempt to penetrate this castle's walls. But in the end, their greatest weapon, let me get a quick shot of Malfoy, is you. Just something to think about. Now off to bed. God. Dumbledore great with the, with the inspirational these speeches. kids in the first day. <sighs> Uh, Harry and Juan, Ron watch as uh, the new kids file in. And then we get this fun scene where they're like, they're seniors now, or juniors is, now, and they're just like watching the dumb new kids walking around. This is the first movie that I feel like we actually see a range of grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but before it was kind of just like, okay, there's the Weasley brothers, and that's pretty much it as right. the older kids, and there's just a bunch of the young kids. But now it's like, oh, there's a table full of young kids in the front. Well, you saw them, you just didn't know. Like when, when Harry. Um, in Goblet, we saw like, the, you know, the, the older. Yeah, when Harry, when Harry becomes the seeker, I think the head of the ca- the captain of the the Quidditch team, I think was a was a sixth year or seventh year. Yeah. I'm talking about the scale of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're seeing a ton of kids. Right? Yeah. When you see the Grand Hall, it's like, oh, there's a, a gradient of ages here. It's Instead not- of just like a three year range, yeah. four year range, or whatever. Well, also Ron kind of is tall now and kind of jacked out. Should we call him John from now on? Jack Ron? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, oh. Professor McGonagall tells Harry, she's like, hey Harry, you got a lot of time. Get oh, your maybe ass- Ron Beastly. Oh, oh this is why we love you. This is why we love you. Uh, <laughs> Professor McGonagall tells Harry to get his ass the potions. Harry's like, I don't have to take potions. She's like, motherfucker, get the get, get your ass the potions. Okay, yeah. you got more shit to do here than just being a student. Well, she was like, if you want to be an aura, you have to take potions. And he's like, yeah, but you you need to get what. Excellent or exceeds. He, 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 he needed to get uh, under Snape again. They don't set up any of like this stuff really at all in the other movies. But yeah, he wants to become an or he has to take potions. He has like advanced potions. Uh, yeah, right? he has to take yeah. advanced potions. But to take advanced potions, he needs to get an outstanding. He needs to get an outstanding under Snape. But now that Slughorn yeah. uh, is teaching, he can uh, he'll accept exceeds. I feel like that's an unnecessary fact. It's like where it's like we got it. He couldn't get it with Snape. Now he can get it with uh, Horace. Just walk right, into yeah. class and be like, do you know? Do, I, do you know who I am? Look at my fucking forehead. I put my scar on. And just take out your big ass scar and put it on the table. But like I'm fucking Harry fucking Potter. <laughs> I'm Jason Statham. You don't know me. You don't, don't know me. me. Yeah. Everyone knows me. I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. The opposite of what he's saying. You're the boy. <laughs> you don't know me. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Slughorn is delighted to have Harry in class, of course. And Harry, being ill prepared as always, doesn't have a copy of Advanced Potion. He didn't making. know he was taking that class. Uh, to be fair, that is yeah. not Harry's fault. Yeah. Harry was like, I did not know. I, I was. I thought I had a free period. We were going to go to Del Taco. Like, why? Why Ron also got to take this? I guess he got exceeds. Nothing cool in a free period, man. Ron's just like because Ron's like I, I just want the free period. Ron, yeah. here's Ron. Here's what Ron's big plan was for that period. I'm gonna walk over to a wall and stare at it. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do. Stand taller than, than just be taller than everyone. <laughs> and to be honest, 
I don't blame her for that. That sounds awesome. I'd love to know just once in my life yeah. what that feels like, Tim. Mm-hmm, Fuck mm-hmm. you. Uh, <laughs> you tall piece of, course, of shit. Of course, he and Ryan, uh, <laughs> like, just go grab one of the copies from the cupboard, the, the class copies, and he and Ryan head over to the cupboard, uh, and where they see two copies, one, which is brand spanking new, the other is torn and tattered. Uh, of course, they fight over the copy, but Harry loses because Ron is just way fucking taller and pretty much more deserving of love. Uh, meanwhile... <laughs> It's Me- true. Meanwhile, Hermione uh, is educating the class on the uh, Amornentia potion, which creates strong feelings of infatuation and obsession. Man, I'm pretty sure I spelled that wrong. All the girls, of course, are super into this. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Amornentia. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying infatuation. I thought you were saying you spelled infatuation wrong. Oh, no, but I spelled class wrong. I spelled it C-A-L-S-S. It doesn't matter. I got to type fast, guys. Okay. We don't have time for this shit. Uh, all the girls, of course, are super into the love potion. Uh, turns out Hermione uh, gets her rocks off uh, to spearmint toothpaste, apparently. Yeah. She's like, it smells weird. like spearmint toothpaste. Uh, you know, something, uh, something I thought was weird about this is the way that they set it up. Where uh, what's your name, Lavender, Lavender Brown, Lavender Brown, yeah, like so obsessed with Ron, yeah, and for the fact that there's a, an obsession potion and that had nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it, kind of weird. Uh, also, when Ron gets hit with the love potion, it was actually meant for Harry. Yeah, so it's it oh, just yeah. interesting. Yeah. That, like I, when I remember the first up. time, I, I thought that that was more like. Lavender trying to do that. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I really like Lavender's like overacting with all the like. I thought the I, actress did a good job. Yeah, I, I thought, thought she, she did, did too. But like, if she was under a spell, but she's not. So she's no, kind she of, just wants that piece of. Tall and they get it, man. We've all been juniors in high school, mm-hmm. dude. You know, you know how it goes when you're a kid. You see someone, you're like, "Yep, I'm into that person." That's now. it. That's it. Uh, of course, the last violence Slughorn's presentation is a curious little potion known as Felix Felicis Felices Felices, or more commonly referred to as Liquid Luck. Fucking dope, right? Uh, very hard to make, but if you get it right, one sip and you'll find all of your endeavors succeed. Uh, and then he offers a little bit of a challenge. So whichever student manages to make a decent brew of living death gets this vi- uh, vial. Uh, of course, uh, important to point out here, only one student has ever managed to succeed in this task. Uh, we don't know where that student is. We get the picture pretty soon that it is the half limb prince, whoever that was. Mm. Uh, Harry opens his old ratted book and sees a bunch of inscriptions, and st- or sees an inscription which reads, this book is property of the half limb prince, and he notices quickly that there's notes all over the margins and within the paragraphs, fixing some of the recipes, uh, telling people what that, kind of telling people the way to really get this shit done. Um, I have a quick question. Yeah. Maybe they explained it, maybe they didn't. This is open to everybody here, man. Yeah. What the fuck is the Half Blood Prince? They didn't explain it, but I, 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 uh, I was gonna save it for Book Corner, but I'll put, I'll bring it up now. Is that uh, Snape is uh, Snape's mom is a uh, pure blood, and her maiden name was Prince, and his dad was a Muggle, so he literally just gave himself the nickname Half Blood Prince. So this is the equivalent of Harry signing his things, the Chosen One. Yeah. Well, okay, cool, it, it's cool. like it, it was like his like yeah he gave himself like the, his, own, uh, his own like little moniker because he's looking up at the time to people like uh, like Voldemort and becoming a Death Eater and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So that was like his own like self given title. And you're you're my little half blood prince. Thanks, Tim. It reminds me of like <laughs> when you'd see old MySpace names and it was <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly <laughs> right like, with X's like, next to it, like yeah. XX like. Carcass, whatever the fuck, and it was like Alfredo's oh, name was Dying Breed. Oh, that's and cool, my, my, my man. brother thought it was Dying Bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yep>. But <laughs> I, I feel like I wish they had given a little context for that because, like, I feel like it's a that's a cool because Half Blood Prince just 
Kind of sounds like that's super random. I mean, th- but then it's like, oh, his last name's Prince, and he's a half blood. It makes total sense. I think him calling himself that, like, yeah. when I look back at that flashback of James picking on him, like, I get it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I get it. Because you know, because here's the problem, right? You know, everyone was like, just leave him alone until yeah. there was that one time at lunch where he was like, I shall be ever forever known as the, the half blood prince. prince. And then James looked at Lupin and was like, We gotta we fuck gotta, this kid up. We gotta fuck this kid up. This kid so I gave him a chance. So bad. I was giving him a chance, bro. Oh. <laughs> Fuck it, hey. Uh, back into Potion's class, of course, Harry starts looking through all of these uh, new techniques that the Half-Blood Prince has written and realizes very quickly, like, this actually is this pretty cool. Goes. So he starts following him, and for once in his life, and probably, you figure, probably the only time, actually, he gets one over on old Hermione, mm. who is like, I don't like this. Every time they cut back to her, and her hair is like a mess yes, from all the steam. <laughs> it's just so good of her being like, no, 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 you cut him, not smash him. He's like, well, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. Uh, Harry, really of cool. course, yeah. wins, cool. very easily wins uh, the vial uh, and uh, wins the day, uh, then rolls up to Dumbledore's office, and Dumbledore is looking at Tom Riddle's notebook from uh, Chamber of Secrets, which I thought was cool. Uh, they have a little slight chit-chat, and then Dumbledore basically like cuts to the chase. He has a cabinet full of memory as uh, memories, interactions with Tom Riddle. Uh, they head to the Pensieve, and Harry relives a memory of the first time Dumbledore met Tom at the Wolves Orphanage. Just looks like the most depressing fucking place on the planet. Tom has been causing all sorts of havoc with the kids there. A uh, bit of a little psychopath, this one is. Why not teach him how to do really crazy, deadly shit with magic? Ah, it makes sense. But what could sudden, possibly go wrong? This movie changes to Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. For about five minutes. Five so seconds. I'm like... Oh shit! It's Xavier. It's uh, I li- I like this scene though because there's there's a couple nuances to this scene that are are, are very interesting. Uh, Dumbledore meets with Tom and we see shots of things around his, uh, the room. We see a picture of that li- the rock in the middle of that rock, the crazy mm-hmm. sea that they're going to go to at the end of the movie, which is cool. So it's a it's a place where he has been to before. Yeah. Um, see, I didn't of- like that. It oh, seems really? super random. Like I get yeah. that it's like, oh, it's setting up where they go later. Again, where they the, go later, it's like, okay, well, why did you transport to the rock and then inside? Yeah, like why so not just you go see inside? The shot. I know, right? but it's like yeah. that seems like that's not clever movie making. I like that's to think like, that Dumbledore was like, oh fuck, I missed. <laughs> I only saw it in the picture that one time. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but um, it's just like Nightcrawler. He operates and he can't see. If he can't see, he can't go into it. Okay, X-Men. There you go. Forget everything everything you know. Uh, We also see a uh, drawing in a book, uh, which I don't think has relevance. I just wrote it down here. And then seven stones on the windowsill, uh, which is interesting. Seven. Stones on the windowsill. Seven, uh, seven. Dumbledore tries to bond with uh, <laughs> with Tom by by telling him that we're alike, and Tom wants him to prove it. So Dumbledore lights the wardrobe on fire, and then you wish you're like, "That's fucking crazy." Yeah, that's a weird. It's thing like when do. you're about like someone's like, "Prove that you're crazier than me, man," and then you just go over and fucking stab someone. You're like. <laughs> 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 like where are we at? Uh, but it turns out he lights the wardrobe on fire because there's a couple things in there that don't belong to Tom. Mm. There's a couple things that quote unquote want out, mm. uh, and it's because Tom's been stealing shit from kids mm. as he's like pre- presumably bullying them. Um, he is. And I read a piece him. of trivia. I don't know if it ever comes back up, but I read a piece of trivia about that that bluff and yeah. that rock, uh, which is just a place that he had gone to and like. Like tortured on a, kids, tortured kids, basically yeah. on like a school trip. Yeah. So, none of that matters. <laughs> not uh, probably would have been cool, but not. Not necessary to work that in. I wonder um, if that's where he did, like, the first time he did dark magic without knowing and somehow used their blood and found that it opens or, like, you know? I don't know. Yeah, there there was something where, like, the, the he brought the kids down there and, like, mm-hmm. they would not tell anybody, like, what the fuck happened. So it's, like, it's uh, insinuated that he he did some, like, terrible shit even yeah. as, like, yeah. a 10 or 11-year-old. 
Exactly, Tim. Uh, Dumbledore, of course, tells him, "Look, man, that shit. None of this shit's gonna fly at Hogwarts." And then Tom's like, "Hey, I got this other thing I could do. Uh, I can talk to snakes. Is that normal for someone like me?" Uh, and then Dumbledore's like, "Yeah." If you're a fucking deranged serial killer, <laughs> let's teach you some cool shit. You know what I mean? Get a kid a gun. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. You know, uh, Harry asks if he'd known what Tom was going to be, and Dumbledore's like, no. Uh, but Tom was close to Slughorn, uh, and, he, and Slughorn possesses something I need uh, quite dearly, and he won't give it up very easily. So, Harry, here's the deal. You're starting to get the big picture here. I need you to get close to Slughorn and then let him sort of collect you, which is the creepy little thing, and then, uh, and then you're going to get the thing that I need. Is that cool? And Harry's like, I don't know if as a 15-year-old being collected by a 65-year-old man is something that I need to mess- basically submit myself to willingly. But you know what? For this other 65-year-old man, For you, I'll DD. do it. I'll For you, DD, we're all going. Uh, has he shown in the memory at this point? No. Uh, no. No, that's later. Also, I really like that we see Voldemort going to uh, Tom and recruiting him because like, they, they don't talk about this much but like that is what happens when like it's an orphan or like a muggle born like yeah um like hermione got recruited by um what's her face mcgonagall mcgonagall yeah and it's like it's that just how that process mm. is getting a little more of the world love it uh we get a quick little scene here that uh, uh it's interesting uh where a bunch of death eaters uh, try to fly into hogwarts and just get repelled by the production spell that's surrounding it it's like bing which very much like the whomping willow like killing the bird and stuff you think it's a little weird, but whatever. I'd be like, sure, okay, we need like an army out here. Well, they, this is like, what's going to happen. They yeah, introduced like the shield in uh, Black Panther. It's cool. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. what they, they introduced that when they um, were bringing the kids in, right? The first time, and there was a moth. That like hit it and goes hit the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in this movie. It, it, no, it's not that the, the shield itself is weird. It's just that you'd think if these kids were living under the constant threat of Death Eaters, like literally at the gates, knocking at the gates, maybe that we'd have more people. Like killing these things, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was just a weird. It kind of stuck out for me. Anyway, later that night, Malfoy lurks in uh, up into the upper quarters of Hogwarts uh, to a secret room, uh, which it's established later is the room of requirement uh, with another vanishing cabinet in it. We don't know what that's called yet, but I just put it in here for shits and giggles. Uh, it's a bit confusing because again, it looks like Borgen and Burke, but the color grading here is ever so slightly different. We kind of because like we get that it's Hogwarts, I guess. Um, we have our criticism that we already talked about. Quidditch practice. Harry and Ginny are holding tryouts, presumably as co-captains. Maybe Harry's the captain now. Ginny's the co-captain. Barrett, can you verify? Uh, no, Harry's just the captain. Ginny was just helping him organize. Because she's like a, she's been on the team for a while. Yeah. Uh, Hermione watches as Ron talks with Cormac McLagan. McLagan. And, and I didn't make that name up. It's Cormac McLagan. Nope. Is that wrong again? This little piece of handsy shit. Uh, they're both going out for the same spot of Keeper uh, and apparently the same girl. Granger. See what Ranger. I did there? Whoa. Uh, McLagan and Ron talk uh, about their broom and Mc, uh, or take uh, take to their brooms. And McLagan's broom is, I'll say, rather impressive protruding from his crotch. It is. There's a you shot a here. Room. He's just like, "What's up, ladies?" And I'm like, "Creepy." Ron does fairly well as keeper, surprisingly, although not uh, uh, with the poison grace that McClagan does. Thankfully, Hermione uses the confundus uh, charm to fuck with Cormac, and Ron gets the spot. Once again, Quidditch, fucking rigged again. It's all rigged, dude. But I like to believe there's another it's shot they didn't rigged. include in this, where she's like, "Confungus," and he goes away, and then the camera pulls back, and McGonagall's like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Mama needs a Ferrari." <laughs> yeah. No, she's pissed off because she's like, damn it, Cormac's clearly the better player. Yeah. Who's fucking with Who's him? Who's fucking right with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I was Cormac, I would have been like, who did that? Like, yeah. I didn't know. My brother did that. <laughs> it's bullshit, it's so dude. So stupid. Um, Why do they even play sports in the, anymore? In the book, like, uh, Cormac is like, I, give me another fucking. 
fucking round. Yeah. Like that was bullshit. Yeah. And because so, he's so big and imposing, Harry's like, uh, no, please go away now. With all this dark shit happening and them still playing sports, it really reminds me of like the Yankees <laughs> playing in Interstellar, where like nobody cares anymore. Yeah. People act like they still care about right. baseball or like Quidditch, but like there's a lot of dangerous shit happen. Kids have died in the past few years. Yeah. Like, you know, well, people need people need to get our mind off. It's cathartic. Of it's yeah. cathartic. Uh, later that night, Hermione gives Harry shit about his potions book because he's super obsessed with it. Uh, and then uh, Ginny takes the gets away from him, and they figure out that it's property of the Half Blood Prince. And Harry's he's super. He's been obsessed with this thing for weeks, uh, barely letting it out of his sight. And Hermione has been doing uh, doing some research and can't find anything about the half blood twin. She's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Um, then they head to the three broomsticks so Harry can get uh, a little bit closer to Slughorn, who is uh, drinking alone. Thankfully, uh, Ginny and team Dean Thomas are not drinking alone. They're drinking a little bit of each other. They're snogging over there in the corner, and uh, Ron does not like this. Uh, we get a quick momentary glimpse of Draco as he goes up to the top floors. Um, What's then- he doing up there? We'll have to find out in just a second, because wow. I want to let you know that this episode of In Review is brought to you by Me Undies. What's that I smell? Ah, oh, yes. Pumpkin spice. Okay, the leaves are second, crunchy. Because Kevin moved back, I heard a, I heard a bad sound. I was like, did Kevin just open his body up? So for all of us to see. The leaves are crunchy. The breeze is crisp. It's officially onesie season and officially fall. Fall means back to school. Back from vacay, everything dies. Sad. <laughs> Whoa. That's it. Jesus. This isn't the rate. Jesus, me undies. Fall is the time to get soft. It's time to get cozy. It's time to cuddle up. Me undies, the softest undies in the world. Knows a little thing or two about that. When they say that they're soft, they mean that they're softer than the foam on top of your pumpkin spice latte. They mean they're softer than your favorite hoodie. Softer and cozier than drinking a warm mug of hot apple cider. That's softer a than softer onesie. Many things. Many things. Are you wearing them right now? No. I can tell. I'm You're not pissed feeling off. soft. Yeah, Overall, I'm, I'm feeling just in an angry mood today. I'm wearing. Why are you so, so angry? Because I'm not wearing me undies. He's not wearing his oh, undies. I'm man. sorry. So soft, so clean. I love them so much. You can get all the different prints. I think right now I'm wearing just solid purple. Let me see. Let me see. Solid purple. I had a really cool uh, discovery the other day, Tim, where mm. I noticed. Oh my gosh, I've been missing out on my Star Wars leggings. Where are they? Not, I mean, they're not like, you know, the PJ, the PJ <laughs> bottoms, leggings, the PJ yeah. bottoms, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And, then I, pants. and then I was moving my bed and they had fallen in between the wall and the bed and I was so happy. I was like, oh my, I thought they had Here lost. They I thought they were gone a ton. What a great Here they thing are. for you. So yeah. many, so many fun things. For you first time purchasers out there, you can get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 50% off your first pair of free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Also, God, Kevin, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully now, there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Uh, Greg Miller often tells the stories about how this could have helped him in his traveling days when he was traveling to San Francisco. Uh, Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your score. The best part, once the loan's approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Wow, Andy. That's so fast. Wow. It is. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one. 
monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash morning to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash morning. And finally, shout out to Zebit. Zebit believes that everyone deserves access to lifelong interest-free credit. With Zebit, you have the power to buy what you need and pay off over time. Interest-free, the Zebit marketplace has everything you need from everyday items and electronics to furniture and appliances, all from your favorite brands, all at competitive prices. Zebit provides a better zero interest credit option for all members, no matter your credit score. Uh, with Zebit, there's zero cost to join, zero membership fees, zero late fees, zero Zebit. Yeah, there's Z's going on here. Get you it. know what I mean? Zebit does not impact your credit score. Zebit has everyday items at everyday prices in their marketplace. They have more than 50,000 products that you can get. Brand names like Xbox, Sony, Apple, GoPro, and Fitbit. Uh, from electronics to barbecues, furniture, and more, Zebit has everything you need for when you need it. Zebit has a five-star rating on Trustpilot, so you should check them out. Uh, you can go to zebit.com slash morning for $2,500 of interest-free credit. You can sign up at Zebit today at zebit.com slash morning and get up to $2,500 credit to the shop, to shop the Zebit marketplace at zero interest, zero cost to join. That's Z-E-B-I-T dot com slash morning for up to $2,500 of interest-free credit. Nick. Yes. The plot. What was Malfoy up to? Wait, wait, real quick before we do that. Sorry, I like ran in because I was trying to get in before you were done with me on these things so I can talk about how much I like the onesie. My bad. It's all good, man. <laughs> uh, what onesie do you have? Uh, I have the one with mermaids, and that's my favorite right now. I also have the green flannel one. It doesn't matter. We can oh. move on. It's so comfortable. <laughs> The plan works because Harry gets a very exclusive invite to Slughorn's exclusive supper party, or as the students refer to it, the Slug Club. Slug Club, baby. This is dope. Uh, a lot of X-Men stuff here, man. The Hellfire Club going hell on. Yeah. We got some Professor X. We got some uh, Harry lets Hermione and Ron in on the plan. Dumbledore asks him to get to know Slughorn. Hermione is, uh, is I guess I put super into Ron. <laughs> this is where the flirtation starts to get a little bit more apparent, evidently. Uh, on the way back, they discover Katie Bell and Leanne. Katie has touched something and is now possessed by the fucking devil. Uh, she floats <laughs> Up into the sky and screams and in the crucifix position and falls to the ground. Uh, Harry inspects the cause of all of this, which is like a, a an ornate necklace. Um, and uh, Professor McGonagall interrogates Leanne. Katie didn't have that thing uh, when she entered the three broomsticks. She probably got it from some scumbag DJ who's way too old to be turning discs and skeezing on fucking young girls. I don't know. That's my theory on it that everybody Why, thought Nick? about it. Apparently, she went into the bathroom. And when she came back, she had this package, which she was like super intent to deliver to Dumbledore. Uh, Snape inspects the necklace. It's deadly. Uh, Harry causes, uh, accuses Malfoy with no evidence, but with no evidence. Snape's like, well, must be awesome to be you yeah. to just know this stuff. And Harry's like, come on, bro. But like, come yeah, on, bro. He was right. Like, he like, was yeah. right, you know. Uh, and Snape dismisses him. Uh, later that night, Ron is obsessed with uh, Ginny snogging Dean. Uh, Ron asks. Shout what, out to snogging. Yeah. Like, they're just really just going to call it that yeah. consistently. Yeah. That's what the Brits call it. Uh, Ron asks what, uh, what Dean sees in Ginny. And Harry's like, well, you know, she's smart and kind and attractive. Has good skin. Great skin. And Ron's like, what? Hey, what the fuck, bro? That's my sister you're skeezing on there. Yeah. And Harry's like, well, really funny back and forth. I just love back and forth. skin. What the fuck are you and talking then, about? Well, and then we have, and then he goes, Hermione has nice skin. I love yeah, that line. I nice. love that line. And I'm just like, Ron, pull the fucking trigger, bro. Yeah, you know pull what? Pull the trigger. 
Uh, they fall asleep and we see Malfoy's footsteps on the Marauder's map because he's sneaking around a little bit upstairs. Uh, supper club time. Slughorn is asking everyone about their important relatives and families, basically prying them for information on how he can get the hookups later in life. Uh, uh, Hermione and Harry are uncomfortable until Ginny comes in and she's been crying which means she's been fighting with Dean again uh, Slughorn makes an off color remark about that the, the, the big kid over in the corner that's eating too much of the ice cream <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, we've all been there and it, man, it just reminds me of high school when my band director told me to lose weight so <laughs> we really have, we really have. I'll tell you what man I'll tell you what shaming it hurts apparently. it hurts every time uh, Hermione gives ice Harry ice cream makes him feel better though as yeah. Harry's kind of staring at her, uh, Ginny Hermione gives her like, Harry like the what's up look like what's up dude what's up I see what's up. I see you. I see you. Um, um, and Harry's like, oh, I'm dumb. He plays dumb. Harry, of course, uh, hangs back after everyone leaves under the guise of admiring Slughorn's cool hourglass. The sandwich kind of moves in a circular, like a, a inf- infinite motion. And the faster it moves uh, is based on the uh, how, how good the conversation is. Isn't it the slower it moves is how good the conversation is? I don't know. Is? I didn't pick up that. However, the sand moves is That's related to the conversation. Yeah. Um, he asks Slughorn. That makes more sense, actually, because time stands still when you're having fun. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, he asks Slughorn if... Er, it flies by when you're having fun. Yeah, time flies. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. wouldn't the same right. move faster? You're right, then. That's yeah. what I'm no, no, conversations no, no, are slow. Uh, the, no, the good conversation... The thing is is designed to, <laughs> to have good conversations. Like, if yeah. the conversation is good, then the sand will move slower. Are you sure? Because, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, when he's saying bye... Because you're running out of time. All right, guys. Whatever. Uh, he asks Slughorn if Tom Riddle made Slughorn's shelf of fame. Uh, Slughorn is uh, noticeably shaken by the question. Harry uses the old, he killed my parents, excuse for wanting to know more. He's like, he killed my parents. You <laughs> he killed tell my parents. And he's like, fuck, he did kill your parents. Yeah, he did kill your parents. Yeah, right. uh, Slughorn says that Tom was a quiet boy, committed to being a first-rate wizard, not unlike Harry. And he's like, he's like a lot of kids, including you. Uh, if there was a mo- if a monster existed, it was buried deep within. Uh, we close on a shot of Slughorn's hourglass, and the sand is moving very fast. So uh, maybe you guys are right because it's like get the fuck out of here. This yeah. conversation has gone downhill fast. Quidditch time. The Slytherin team uh, is making fun of Ron because Ron came, I guess, to the Great Hall with his fucking clothes on for no like a dumbass. Uh, Ron asks. Hermione and Harry how the dinner party uh, was with the slug club uh, and then this is a point, a point at which I put this I'm going to ask I'll put this question out Tim mm-hmm. would you want to be a part of the slug club if we had an exclusive club here where it was just all the cool people having dinner would you want to be a part of that yeah I would too <laughs> Hermione mentioned that they get to, uh, the, the, there's a big holiday though. party coming up and they get to take a date um, and then uh, Ron tells her why don't you just take Cormac uh, but she actually wanted to go she was like well I was actually going to ask you Ron and Ron's like ugh um, Ron. I'm like, you dumb fuck. Uh, Ron is all sorts of nervous for Quidditch uh, at this point. Uh, but Luna lets slip that Harry. Luna's like, oh, is that why you put something in his drink? And Ron's like, did you put the liquid luck in his drink? And Harry's like, maybe. And Harry's like, dude, that's super illegal. And Harry's like, you fucking yeah. used the confundus charm <laughs> to ass a guy out of a Quidditch career. He could have gone to fucking yeah. college on that scholarship. Yeah. And you fucked him over. He'll be talking about that for years. I Way talking for yeah. years, man. That's I mean, could have like, gone pro. Cut but to it. him having a severe alcohol problem thirty years from now because of that one decision that she made. Ryan Phillips. Sure. I digress. Sure. Ryan Phillips. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, of course, Ron uh, is like, "Fuck it." Uh, she's like, "You can't go now." And Ron's like, "Yeah, I can." Goes over there, crushes it. 
Love it. Crushes it. And for the first time, you have to assume ever, a crowd of people are chanting the name Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> this must be the first time in the history of the Weasley family that this has ever happened. No, it continues. His, uh, his no. older brothers yeah. were like really successful, like Quidditch. In players. everything. Yeah. yeah. Also, Fred and George, like everyone was super yeah, stoked like at Fred the end yeah. of the. It was just Ron. Yeah. It was really it was just Ron's, Ron that was yeah. the mediocre one. And Ginny actually is a badass too. And I'll so add here, there was like a lot of like other lucky things that were happening in the book where like the weather was really bad and then like after he drank the like drank thought he drank the drink like the weather cleared up and then like Malfoy didn't uh wasn't playing that day and stuff like that there was like all these little things that mm. to make Ron like oh maybe maybe I am lucky got a hand job right before the match <laughs> <laughs> someone just ski pulled on both him and Harry Ooh. uh this of course the chanting is <laughs> I guess they're both playing I guess it makes more sense yeah. uh this is echoed in uh the cheers of course are echoed in the Gryffindor common room where uh, Ron is just being heralded as, as the next coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, Hermione chides Harry for using liquid luck until Harry kind of lets it slip. He's like, I didn't use it. I just gave him the confidence that he needed. Loved that reveal. And which is yeah, cool. I didn't it see it coming. Moment, it was dude. good. Uh... Hermione is relieved, of course, until Ron uh, walks over and it just gets fucking attacked by Lavender and all hell breaks loose. And she's just like on top of him and it's hot. And there's body. You don't know where one body starts and the other one stops. We got a stage five clinger here, man. We got to stay. Oh, my God. Yeah, we didn't know this was coming. But Ron learned a lesson the hard way. Be careful, Ron. Be careful. Out in the hallway, Harry catches up with Hermione, who is crying. They compare war wounds. Of course, uh, uh, Harry is actually a lot more broken up over the Dean and Ginny thing uh, as as not quite as broken up as. Hermione is over Ron. I, I really enjoy how much Hermione just calls him out. She's mm-hmm. like, dude, like you know what I'm going through. And he's like, huh? Yeah, She's like, oh, come on. Through. I'm not an idiot. But like, no one watching the movies saw it, but she figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get it. Yeah. But ever, apparently What's she What's up did. with Cho? She's gone. Cool. Well, Cho fucking uh, ran yeah, him out, dude. They're, they're, yeah, there's a point where like they don't really talk about this in, in Order of the Phoenix, movies. but they have like a terrible date at one point in Order of the Phoenix, terrible, and date. that's why they like actually okay, stopped cool. dating. And so he, there's a point where they mention where he like sees her at one point in this book and like has no feelings. So he's just like, all right, like I'm totally over. Uh, we get a cool shot here where uh, Ron comes around the corner with Lavender. They're looking for a place. And Hermione's like, so just You're f- bang it out. It's just yeah. like, damn, you horny little fucks. And Hermione like throws a uh, like a bird at him. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> it's like, like, she kills five handle birds. Your emotions. No, they were paper birds, right? She she they was. They were paper bu- birds in the book, but it like in the movie. It they made look like it feathers. Look like, yeah, yeah they look like the one the Wampy Mole just fucking. They turned in confetti when they canoed. hit him. That's what it is. Uh, we pull out, and I would never do anything bad. As we're flying around the castle, we see Ron and Lavender have actually found a little stairway to themselves, and they start kissing there, and then we keep going up, Slogging. and we see out uh, on the... Uh, what, what is this part of the castle called, Draco? Is the, or, uh, not Draco. <laughs> Sorry, wow. Barrett. I, uh, now, now I know how you really tower. see me. Uh, where where Draco is going? Yeah, no, where, it's the, the final scene is like the it's like the observation tower. It, it looks it, like stellar it, cartography. I don't know what it is. Oh, where like the Dumbledore stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. that's it, it's. I think in the book it's supposed to be. It's, it's like a look out. Happen at the astronomy tower. I yeah, that's, that's probably it astronomy tower. I, uh, maybe Draco Draco's up there. Maybe not. But anyway, he's on a lookout someplace, and he's basically like you really start to get the feeling that Draco's contemplating the weight of this upcoming decision that he has to make. Uh, Christmas party time. Uh, Ron's out. Uh, Hermione has made another other arrangements. Uh, now that Harry and Harry has to find a date, she suggests uh, Ramilda Vane. Uh, word on the street is that Ramilda's so into Harry that she's been concocting an, one of those love potions we learned about earlier in Slughorn's class to slip to him. And Harry's like, "Okay, cool." Now, at this point, if I, if there was a, a girl that I'd barely talked to who was going to slip me a fucking Mickey, I'd be like, hey, "Maybe no. Maybe tell her don't do that." 
Yeah. Okay. Illegal. Instead, he's just like, oh, which one is she? I don't know. And I like that too. Yeah. In the book, he is like very wary of Romilda uh, Vane, where he's like, not get me the fuck away from yeah. her. But also, Hermione calls it right. She's like, she only wants to be with you because you're the chosen one. Right. And Harry's and like, like says, I, sure I am the chosen one. Harry's like, yeah. what is uh, the point of sacrificing my parents if I can't get some ass <laughs> every once in a while? Do you know while? who I am? <laughs> Look at my fucking forehead. Do you know, do you know I am? Do you know you who I am? Know me, but you, you don't know me, but you've seen my Can Scott. you just let me do the impression? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually like it because, like, you can hear his voice changing as he's trying harder. Tim likes it. <laughs> uh, Harry's like, listen, uh, that, getting getting uh, uh, getting fucking uh, drugged by Ramilda Vane sounds fun, but you know what? I'm gonna take someone that I actually like, someone cool. And I fucking love this perfectly edited. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Quick yeah. cut, and guess who it is? Answer fucking Luna Lovegood. In a horrible dress. So dressed like a goddamn shiny Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, like she's about to perform at the VMAs or something. <laughs> and I love it. She's got a great line here where she's like, uh, I, I have to wear shoes to bed because I sleepwalk. And I'm like, what a fucking weird, <laughs> weird perfect child you are. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we see Draco back at the cabinet. He places an apple in it and whispers uh, the spell Harmonia ne- Nectar uh, Passus. Uh, when he opens it up, uh, the apple's gone. He whispers it again. Apple comes back, and this time it's got a giant bite taken out of it. And I'm like, ooh, okay. I don't know what this thing does, but apparently it tr- it's a it's a Star Trek transporter. Uh, so the Slug Club Christmas party is on, and Slughorn finally gets his picture with uh, or gets a picture with Harry. Uh, Neville didn't get into the club, but it's okay because he gets to serve drinks like the fucking like like it's dirty dancing time. Uh, turns out Hermione took Cormac McLagan. Uh, basically just to annoy Ron, Ron, but uh, Cormac is a little quote unquote handsy, which is not something that you want in a date or ever. Uh, Snape interrupts. She keeps convey- eating the garlic things yeah. like, oh, is it garlic? All right, great. Yeah. Uh, they're having that conversation and Snape interrupts to convey a message from Dumbledore who is traveling and won't return until the terms end. Uh, Filch bun- busts in with Malfoy in tow. Uh, Snape escorts him out. Uh, Malfoy and Snape get into it while Harry uh, eavesdrops. Malfoy was chosen and won't let Snape down. Uh, help Snape help. Snape's like, dude, just let me help you with this thing. And, and he's like, no, I was chosen. This is my thing. And then Snape's like, listen, motherfucker, I made an unbreakable vow. With you, so you know what that means. And Harry's like, I don't, because I don't ever study. I don't know what it is. Hermione has to explain this everything mm-hmm. to me. Uh, back at the Weasleys, uh, I guess it's Christmas break. Lupin tells Harry that Snape is uh, f- clearly faking it just to help Dra- uh, uh, Draco, just to figure out what the plan is. Dumbledore trusts Snape, therefore we should too. Uh, it's worth noting there, of course, Tonks is with him. Uh, Ginny offers Harry a cookie, and then she like she like randomly feeds it to him. Which is not hot. I would, I would like, so, oh. uh, so oh, weird. God. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Uh, uh, Ron interrupts him and sit in the middle uh, with his big old dumbass. Uh, later that night, Arthur tells Harry and Draco that, that Draco is using a uh, vanishing cabinet, which uh, were all the rage back when Voldemort first took power originally. Uh, useful if you wanted to disappear for a bit uh, and then transport yourself anywhere. Uh, we get a great scene here with Lupin and Tonks uh, as they say their goodbyes to the Weasley. And uh, it's, it's not explicitly talked about here, but they are together. In this, did you catch that? Mm, no, they're not. together yeah. and she's pregnant. Oh shit! Yeah, well, uh, that's well, not yeah. until the next one. Really? And the, yeah. in the book, they're not actually together in this book yet. They get together at the end of this book. Oh, I thought she, I thought she, she, she's like sweetheart. She says sweetheart to yeah. him. The, you scene. you wouldn't even probably notice in the next one. Like when they say she's pregnant, it's like one throwaway line in the next. Yeah. One. Oh, I th- I'm sorry. I thought she made some uh, some mention to it in this one. That's no, right. But that note that maybe I'm just pulling it from others. My apologies. Uh, they're gonna make cute little pups either way. Uh, upstairs, Ginny and she Harry almost hook up. 
But those gall darn Death Eaters are up to it again. They're outside <laughs> lighting shit on fire. Wait, Gee whiz, there go them dang Death Eaters. Are we not going to talk about this bathroom scene? The bathroom scene? The bathrobe scene where she's in her bathrobe and she's like, I'll tie your shoe. And he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then she goes and ties his shoe and she gets up and she's like, Fucking and then weird. And he's like, they have no chemistry. No, they don't have any so chemistry. Weird. And then Harry has a shoe, a shoe fetish for the rest of his life. <laughs> Every time he sees a shoe, he's like, I need new pants. <sighs> Belichick shows socks. yourself outside. <laughs> just him and Dobby. <laughs> socks and shoes. Just a pair. We're going to start a sex club called Socks and like, Shoes. like, who's taking my shoes? And it's like, oh, it's Harry. Yeah. It's Harry. <laughs> oh, it's been, it was me. <laughs> Blue milk. I thought that was a Luke Skywalker. Belichick shows himself outside to lure Harry out uh, into the wheat field and Ginny follows. They put a big old circle of fire up so the rest of people can't. Instead of finding Harry, uh, Ginny unfortunately runs into Greybeard. Harry tries to stupefy him. Greybeard. Gray what? It's, back. It's gray back. Back. Sorry, I don't like a big beard. Uh, Line, I thought, I just I call him linebacker Wolfman. <laughs> Wolfman. Uh, Harry tries to stupefy him, but Wolfman's like, "Fuck you with that stupid shit. Get out of here." Uh, thankfully, Lupin, Tonks, and Arthur catch up to Harry and Ginny, who are now surrounded by Bellatrix and uh, Grayback. Um, realizing they're outnumbered, the, uh, the Death Eaters retreat, blazing a path through the Weasleys' house. Uh, Molly and the family watch as the house burns, and it's a sad thing until you realize they could just wave a wand and be like, just "And that's that's like the up. problem." Is I feel like with all of these movies, the stakes when big moments happen. Happen, kind of feel like it instantly is a forget everything you know thing where anytime someone dies you're like okay but like it, just, it never feels quite right well like when Sirius Black died there was a moment like is he dead really like instead of being like oh man yeah. it was more just yeah. like but like, that, oh, what, that, what could happen to like, I, that? I feel like the serious black one was on purpose. Yeah, they don't in, really yeah. convey it well in the movie. And this is something that like people were upset that I didn't really talk about uh, last week. Is that in the book there are a couple chapters where like Harry is trying to find out if he can bring Sirius back. Like he talks to like nearly headless Nick about like if he would have come back as a ghost, and Nick like explains to him like no, like he would have moved on and all this stuff. And like yeah, they like they. Go way more into that. It's not even just that, though. I just yeah. I feel like it's like a, any but of the deaths that we've seen, I, I or any like, destruction uh, that we've seen. Well, we got the death from uh, what's his face in the fifth book. Said, uh, uh, wait, Cedric? Cedric? yeah, Cedric. in the fourth one. A fourth one. Sorry, uh, like I felt like that was very final. You know, like I, I think that one, and like that was an important death. It was like supposed to be like this is. A big a moment, moment where yeah. things are changing. I feel like they nailed that I still that just one. feel like like they nailed that moment, but then you start the next movie and it's like, sir, sure, some of the parents and stuff are like, I don't know about Hogwarts or whatever, but it's like, it just doesn't feel like the end of the world. Yeah. Mm. Where well, I mean, it should well, be. but I think that that was what this this scene was supposed to convey. And to a degree, I think maybe they did succeed with like where they, they have Mrs. Weasley. We kind of end on a shot of Mrs. Weasley's face as she's watching her house burn. And it's not, I don't think you're supposed to get that. Oh my God, my house is gone. I think you're supposed to get the fact that like the we vulnerable. were just attacked at home. Yeah. Like yeah. they're they're literally could be out there at any given point. Uh, we've got and we ha- we've had that before where people are talking about how hey, we're all being followed and they're they're trying to yeah. recruit people and all that stuff. So uh, moving right along, back at school, um, Lavender's super clingy and Ron's about to learn his first lesson and how to deal with a crazy ex. If you know what I'm talking about, uh, Harry uses the pensive up in Dumbledore's office once again to view another memory of Tom uh, and Slughorn. This one finds uh, uh, young Riddle and some friends having a tea, tea and dried pineapple with Slughorn. Uh, Tom inquires about Professor Mary Thoughts retiring, and Slughorn couldn't tell him if he knew, but he's like, oh, you're a clever one, Tom. You know everything here. And Tom's like, yeah, I'm fucking evil. Uh, after the other boys leave, Tom butters Slughorn up with a bit of the old light ego stroking before asking him about a bit of rare magic he discovered in the restricted section of the library. Something called the, and then this is the effect Kevin was talking about earlier, where it all kind of goes muffled. 
And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Very good sound design here. Which Slug Hard responds very strongly to. And he's just like, I would never do that. You, this is all you get out. This is, a show, this is crazy. Uh, of course, total. We get that feeling that this is total bullshit. Uh, it's a, 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 a someone is tampered, and uh, Dumbledore confirms this. Like someone's tampered with his memory. The memory uh, memory is everything. Without it, we're blind. Without it, we leave the fate of the world to chance. Harry, you don't have a choice. You got to go. You got to butter him up and get this fucking memory. Uh, Harry goes to Slughorn the next day and asks him about that rare magic, and he uses even some of the same verbiage that Tom does, uh, which I thought or, was a bit much. Yeah. Slow down, bud. Um, it, it was a bad tactic. Yeah, yeah it was not good. Uh, Harry, uh, he you're, tries you're to not like them. You're different. Yeah, you're a different professor. You know. Uh, and Slughorn's like fuck you and runs out on him back in the common room uh, Ron is high as fuck when he comes <laughs> back into there and Harry's like I guess this is just normal so for Ron because he looks like a 70s drug addict anyway so why not just let him complete the look uh, he's of course eating a, a box of candy uh, meant for Harry uh, Ron heads over uh, oh, Ron is head over heels. Uh, excuse me, Ron is head over heels for Romilda Vane, despite having never met her. Uh, and uh, she, Carrie, looks down and clearly that love potion was imbued into the candy. And he's like, "Fuck, that sucks." Uh, Harry takes Ron to Slughorn for the cure and apologizes for their misunderstanding earlier. It's uh, a great moment for yeah. Harry to go yeah. back to. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. oh fuck yeah, I have he's an in poison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Slughorn or mixes up a tonic that snaps Ron right out of it. Uh, and then Slughorn's like, you know what? I'm going to pour us a glass of this extra special uh, dazzling oak matured mead that I was going to use for something else. But you know what? Let's do it now. Uh, pours it. Uh, Ron, of course, being just a, just a unkempt oaf, decides to drink first before the cheers are over and falls down, seething, foaming at the mouth. Uh, Harry acts fast and forces Ron to swallow uh, a bizors. A bizors? I think a it's a bizor. A bazaar, no? which yeah. snaps him out of it. Uh, fun fact about bazaars: I tried to look up the meaning of that, and apparently, it's something that just exists in your stomach that you can't digest. It's uh, so yeah. In the the wizarding world, it's um something. It's like a stone from the stomach of a goat, goat. and they actually like build it up in the uh, in the book where he learns about it or like he brings it up in a lesson like earlier like that week or something, I, and that's why he thinks of it. And then a fun fact: uh, there it is. Uh, this was actually one of the first things that Snape uh, taught Harry in their first potions class in the first uh, book, where he when oh, he's trying Snape. to like ridicule Harry and be like, oh, where would I like uh, find a bazaar and stuff like that?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, you would find this in the stomach of a goat." Blah 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 blah. Oh, Just like callbacks and yeah. stuff to the, uh, stuff like that. Thankfully, it saves Ron, who uh, has a great line here. He goes, "These girls, they're gonna kill me." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Good for you, Ron." Learn nothing from this. Uh, up in the infirmary, <laughs> Dumbledore asks Slughorn where he got that bottle from, which smells a lot like poison. And and he's like, I don't know. Actually, uh, the bottle was intended as a gift for you. Uh, and Dumbledore's like, cool. Clearly someone's trying to kill me. Uh, Lavender barges in to get uh, into it. And then she gets into it with Hermione, who calls her a daft bimbo, which I thought was kind of harsh. Uh, Ron. <laughs> Ron. Ron. I said dimbo. Did she say Dimbo? It was weird because no, I, I thought I, Bimbo too. Because I remember seeing the word and being like, "Huh, that's not Bimbo." But I, I maybe it was Dimbo. Yeah, I would have assumed she would have said Bimbo. Yeah, it's like Ron Beasley. Uh, Ron mumbles in his sleep Hermione's name. Uh, Such a good scene. Yeah, which uh, uh, Professor McGonagall, I have a note here. Professor McGonagall missed opportunity here. Should have awarded them some points for the most original, uh, original way to break up with a person. Because he's like, <laughs> just pretend like you're asleep, mutter some other girl's name, and boom, you're done. You're you're off the hook. Uh, everyone leaves, but Hermione and Harry. Uh, Hermione shoots Hermione. Uh, Harry shoots Hermione a smile, and she tells him to shut up. She's like, shut up. That scene, I I enjoyed it so much. What yeah. good acting from uh, Emma Watson. Yeah, it was really yeah. great. And then of course we leave her as she's holding Ron's hand, and it's like, okay, they're they're gonna be together. It's gonna be great. Uh, 
Harry stalks Malfoy up to the upstairs corridor as they round the corner. Uh, Malfoy disappears, and Harry is befuddled. Uh, we get another scene where uh, Malfoy is testing the vanity cabinet one more time. This one, this time using a bird. Uh, the bird goes away, and we see the cabinet and Borgen and Burke finally. And then when the bird comes back, it's dead. We hear chirping. Which is a really good sound design yeah. thing, too. Uh, of course, this is good foreshadowing for later. Uh, mm-hmm. As the scene ends, we hear Malfoy's, I think, crying. I don't think he, I think there's a moment where we do hear yeah. him kind of sobbing yeah. a little bit, which is kind of sad. Uh, next day at lunch, Lavender is just holding a spoon, threatening Ron from across the fucking cafeteria. She's like, I'm going to carve your fucking heart out. Oh my God. <laughs> Ron's like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I've already been poisoned once. What's going to happen? Confectus confundus, whatever. I'll just yeah. figure it out. Confectus confundus. Uh, Hermione and Ron are still awkward as fuck, uh, which doesn't matter because uh, Katie is up and about. Uh, she can't remember who cursed her, but that doesn't stop Malfoy from freaking out at the sight of, him, of her talking to Harry. Uh, Harry runs after him, discovers Malfoy having a fucking nervous breakdown. Uh, they start a wizarding fight, and Harry gets the better of him with the old Sectumsempra spell, which he learned uh, was written, which he saw was written in the potions. Uh, the book from the Half-Blood Prince. Uh, Harry rounds the corner and finds Malfoy lying on the ground gasping for her bloody as fuck. Horror, and a bunch of yeah. cuts just and then, Yeah, he realizes, oh my chest. god, that, that, was a, that was a spell that I shouldn't have used. Uh, no. Snape interrupts them and the two have a very real moment here where Harry looks at him and all of the pretense is dropped and Snape's just like, no. Too far. The you fuck got, did like, you do? It's too far but also the, the, like we're in this shit like just bounce. And it's interesting that I thought I love that moment mm-hmm. where he's like, you, I'm just going to I'm not giving you shit anymore. Like I gotta take this kid away. We're in, we're in it. Yeah, Voldemort um, game. Sonento. But also we see Voldemort immediately. Or not Voldemort. Uh, Voldemort. What's his name? Snape, yeah. Snape yeah. immediately fixing, and it's cool because like the the blood also kind of like retracts, and it's like oh. Uh, Ginny tells Harry it's time to get rid of that book. Uh, she takes him to the room of requirement, uh, uh, and she's like, "No one will ever find this here." A noise draws their attention to the vanishing cabinet. When Harry opens it, another bird flies out, and she goes, "See, you never know what you're gonna find up here." Uh, and Ginny's all like, "Knowing and." stuff and it's kind of like hot and then uh she makes yeah she i think she is, does a great job yeah. of being like of being like confident and that mm-hmm. confidence i'm like this is working but harry's like <laughs> i just don't think the two have that much chemistry but also i just don't think those characters should have been together but doesn't matter uh she goes uh, uh close your eyes. she goes harry close your eyes i'm gonna go hide that way you won't be tempted to know where this is um and then she comes back and kisses. She's like, it'll stay hidden that way. And then she comes back and kisses him and say, that can, st-, she says, that can stay hidden up here too if you like. And Harry's like, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, no. I think I don't want that. I think I want that one until the end of my day. Everywhere. Um, book us revealo. And the book just like floats out. <laughs> and then we hear, oh, gotcha, bitch. And this, I would tell you this, that is, that, that scene is, is pretty exciting. Even so, uh, we hear the bird tripping in the background and shit too. That's how we know it's exciting. Uh, Ron catches up with Harry and asks if he and Ginny did it. And Harry's like, what? I didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. What do we do? Um, Throw away the book, bro. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, then they spot Slughorn, who avoids them one more time. No luck, huh? And then Harry goes, fuck, that's it. All I need is a bit of luck. Harry takes the liquid luck while Hermione and Ron watch. Uh, and then they're like, well, how do you feel? And he's like, woo, Adderall, baby. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Oh, my God. He was odd. He was like, I feel excellent. Uh, I feel like I know Hermione. what I'm doing. Well, Felix does. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a good line. Yeah. And Harry, uh, Hermione starts running Harry through Slughorn's schedule. And Harry's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Hagrid's instead. And then just bounces. And she's like, what what the fuck? He's like, no, that's where I got to be. Uh, out toward ha- uh, as he's walking to Hagrid's, uh, he walks by the herbology where Harry finds Slughorn snipping a bit of the old Professor Sprout's tenac- ten- tentacula leaves, uh, which is very valuable in the black market. And Harry's like, cool. Well, I'm gonna go to Hagrid's. And Slughorn's like, well, you can't go out there. It's, it's past dark. You can't go out by yourself. And he's like, well, why don't you come with me? 
I'm going to go anyway. And he just goes. And then he goes, okay. He just goes. Uh, once they get toward Hagrid's, they find Hagrid uh, crying over the body of the giant dead spider Aragog. Um, at the risk of sounding indelicate, Slughorn asks if he can have a, a, a vial uh, of uh, the venom. acromantular venom, which is very, very uncommon. Keeps a couple vials on himself just for such occasion. Slughorn snaps off one of the spider's fangs. Um <laughs> Which is kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then offers to say a few words. They say a few words as we pull out. Uh, farewell to Aragog, king of the Arachnids. Uh, they head back to Hagrid's and get hammered. Uh, and Harry watches and claps <laughs> like a fucking idiot when they finish their drunking singing. Harry's is like, I'm high as fuck yeah, right yeah. now. This is great. Do you think Harry's going to be like, oh, man, I need that lug. Yeah. I yeah. need that lug now. I got, I got that rush I got yeah. that rush. I know, I know what it's like to be alive. <laughs> fuck quidditch. You know what I mean? I'm just going to get a van and go park it out by the river and do some of this liquid luck all day. Um... Uh, Slughorn tells Hagrid the story of his pet fish. He's like, I used to have a pet too, a pet fish, Francis, who died. He was like, one day I put him out, and then I went upstairs, and when I came back down, uh, the bowl was empty. Poof. That's it. That's life. And then Hagrid passes out, and Slughorn continues the story for Harry, and then shit gets really fucking real. And he said, you know, it was a student who gave me my, fit, my pet fish, Francis. One day, he found a bowl with a few inches of water in it, and a flower petal on top, floating on top. And as he watched, the petal sank to the bottom, and became a little fish. It was a beautiful bit of magic, wondrous to behold. And the flower petal that started it all was a lily. It was from your mother. And he's like, and the day I came downstairs and found the bowl empty was the day your mother died. Jesus. I was like, so cool. And then Slughorn tells Harry he can't help him, man. It would ruin him. And Harry's like, Harry tells Slughorn that he survived because of his mother's love. Her love was stronger than Voldemort. Harry is the chosen one. He can destroy Lord Voldemort, but he needs to know what Slughorn knows. And he asks him to be brave, brave like his mother. Otherwise, you disgrace her. Otherwise, she died for nothing. Otherwise, the bowl will remain empty. And Slughorn, of course, goes, all right, man, but just... He pulls the memory and asks Harry uh, not to think badly of him because you have no idea what Tom was like even back then. And, and we're like, Harry's like, no, I've been to the memories. He's creepy as fuck, but kind of hot. No? no? All right. What's uh, wrong with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls like a weird actual slug out of his head, like a white slug looking memory yes, thing. It just looks no, so... They, they look like... No, it just looks white gross. Threads. That, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, it looks It looks like when... Yeah. Like when you spit you, into water. Mm-hmm. No, I was just saying, when you yeah. watch like gross yeah. videos of people pulling like actual oh, like, no, like no, don't parasites watch those. from yeah. people's necks and shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, there's one scene that I love. I don't know why I love it so much, but when they're at the funeral and they're of the spider and like... They're talking about like, yeah, spiders are often misunderstood, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so well acted. <laughs> yeah, mm. Harry's back up in Dumbledore's in office pincers. where they they pour the memory into the pensieve and finally see how events really played out in that scene. Uh, that piece of rare magic Tom was so desperately wanted to know about was something called a Horcrux. Which is an object uh, in which a person can conceal a part of their soul. One splits one's soul and hides parts of it in an object which can protect you uh, in case your, your body is attacked and killed. That part of one's soul that is hidden lives on. In other words, you cannot die. Uh, Tom asks how one goes about splitting one's soul. And then uh, Slughorn kind of gets the gist of it. He's like, I think you already know about that. You got to kill a fool. And then Tom goes, well, how many times can you do it? Could you do it seven times? And Slughorn's like, fuck, dude. How many people are you going to kill? <laughs> But like, yeah, this you can really if you theoretical, are. Like, right? really theoretical, right? Uh, and then uh, it's revealed that Voldemort has, in fact, succeeded in making Horcrux. And guess what? We've already encountered a couple of them. The first of which was the diary of Tom Riddle from Chamber of Secrets. Uh, and then the other one was this ring uh, that he used to wear, which we saw in the Wait, flashback. Yeah, which is cool, which means he's already done it. Right. Because that already. ring was his grandfather's. Right. Uh, the ring uh, belonged to Voldemort's mother. Uh, difficult to find, even more difficult to destroy, hence Dumbledore's fucked up black hand. Uh, we'll so apparently more about that later. We've, all got, we've got two Horcruxes down. 
right? Three? Five more to go? Uh, two, oh. Yeah, no. Two, so right. it's... The fifth, to, the, the no, to, re- to reiterate, Tom wanted to split his soul into seven pieces. There still have to be a piece of his soul in him. So his goal is to make six horcruxes. Six horcruxes, got it. Yeah. Was it? Yes. If you can find and destroy them, all you could kill Voldemort. Uh, but how do you find them? They could be anywhere. Harry touches the ring and gets a powerful like whoosh, like flashback of memories. Uh, dark magic, that powerful, leaves, uh, leaves a mark, is what he says. So we'll be able to find them. Uh, that's... What we have to, uh, that's where you've been going. You've been finding all the, destroying all the Horcruxes. And I think I found, and he's like, yes, I did. And I think I found another one, uh, but I can't destroy it by myself. And then he says the, the, the great line. Once again, I must ask too much of you, Harry. Uh, Snape interrupts. And Dumbledore gets uh, uh, later as Harry goes to join them. He finds them back on the uh, the astrophysics fucking observatory thing. Uh, Snape and Dumbledore are getting into it as Harry approaches. Uh, Snape doesn't want to do the thing anymore. He's like, "Has it ever occurred to you that I just don't want to do this anymore?" And Dumbledore's like, "Dude, you fucking you have to. You agreed. You're ride or die. Remember, live together, ride together. Bad boys die for together. life. Yes. Bad boys for yes. life. When you're here, your family. When you're here, you're here at home. <laughs> Mister Pot. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, they're, uh, Harry, uh, uh, they have a, uh, I think it's here that have a nice scene where he's like, you know, um, I'm sorry about, I think I've deprived you of a really fun night. And Harry's like, yeah, you did. And he's like, sorry, dude. All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, maybe die. Uh, gives him his pimp arm one more time and boom. They apparate and they arrive atop that same rock we saw from Tom's, the picture in Tom's memory. Uh, once, he's like, oh, I missed. All right, hold on. Grab yeah. again. <laughs> he's like, I, go, I have to see where I'm going. Uh, once inside, Dumbledore has to nice. cut his hand and place it against the rock, uh, which is uh, a sacrifice that must be made. And it's one designed to weaken your enemy, which is like already fucked up. Uh, Voldemort isn't going to make this easy. He will have put defenses up. They approach a lake and Dumbledore pulls a chain uh, out of it, uh, at the end of which is a boat that pops up. And he tells them once across, uh, once across, they, they walk up to this fo- cool fortress of solitude thing, an altar on top with a basin uh, uh, and a potion inside that has to be drunk, all of it. And then uh, uh, earlier, Dumbledore was like, listen, whatever happens, just do what I t- say. If you're going on this mission with me, you got to just do what I say, okay? No matter what happens. And he tells him on here, he's like, this potion has to be drunk, all of it. No matter what happens, you have to make me keep drinking this. And Harry's like, okay. I may beg for yeah, you to kill me. me. I may beg for anything. Like, just please keep doing it. Uh, so uh, Dumbledore takes the first sip of it, and it starts causing him insane pain. And then Harry's like, come on, you got to just keep taking it. It's like when a dog doesn't want to take the pill. And mm. you're like, take, you got to just put it in peanut butter. Take yeah. the pill. Take it. I love the editing I, here. I love like, it. It's so this sad. Back. Great acting, too. Yeah, Dumbledore yeah. just, like, looks miserable and in pain and... Very, very well done. Uh, uh, By the last drop, uh, Dumbledore finally gets his wits back about him, but he's very, very weak and asks for water. Harry returns to the basin, tries to fill it with water, but the basin's not having any of it, so he gets the broad idea. Well, I'll just go down to the lake water, which is like like Parasite City, man. Maybe just do your... Dumbledore to shit his fucking pajamas the rest of the night? What are you going to do? Do your aqua whatever the fuck in the little cup. Do it in his mouth. he, uh, He tries it. Uh, yeah. In the book, he does the try book. to do Aquamenti into the cup, and book. it goes away. And that's like why, like he did that on purpose. Like yeah. that's why. Yeah, it's, it's Baltimore a design magic room. Uh, Harry, uh, forget everything you know. right? Yeah, forget everything you know. Everything uh, can no, be I mean, explained uh, away. Uh, Harry dips the shell <laughs> into the lake and uh, is greeted by a zombie hand. The lake is full of dead people, all, uh, uh, all of whom start floating to the circus and crawling out. Uh, Dumbledore reaches for his wand, but he can't quite get it. And then Harry is unfortunately dragged into the water. Harry's just fucking fucking him up, though. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, he starts Keep punching him, but it. they overwhelm him. They drag him into the water. He doesn't know how to be And then him. we get probably the coolest shot of this whole movie. Yep. So Harry looks up and he sees fire above the water. And then a bolt of fire comes and destroys the zombie that's holding him. And when he rises and crests out of the water, 
Dumbledore is twirling a fucking storm of fire around him oh and just God. destroying all of the other zombies. Shout out to the other shot of him under the water and then just the wide shot of, all of the... just how many fucking Inferi are under there. Yeah. And it's terrifying. It's so terrifying. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that uh, once they drank all the potion, it's uh, in the basin. Harry goes back and finds uh, a, a locket, locket yeah. that's been in there. Uh, Dumbledore, uh, let's see. Uh, Dude, that shot with the fire... What a awesome. cool, awesome shot to see this dude. Like, I assumed he got some water. I don't know. It seemed like he was... I appreciate yeah. that it wasn't someone else coming to save him. Because no, it was yeah, kind of like shot to make you think that. But yeah. then you get up and you're like, no, it's fucking yeah. DD, dude. Roughing yeah. it up. Uh, back at Hogwarts, Tom opens the vanishing cabinet in the room requirement and po- out pops Belichick's gray back and a couple of Death Eaters. Uh, Harry... And Dumbledore reappear at the observatory. Uh, Dumbledore is in bad shape. Instead of getting uh, Madame Pomfrey, he asks for uh, him to get Snape. Uh, somebody approaches outside, and Dumbledore tells Harry to hide and not come out no matter what. Don't do anything. Just fucking trust me. And it's Draco. And uh, Dumbledore tells him that he ha- he's no assassin. He's like, you know, all the things you did, cursing Katie, poisoning the mead, those are weak acts. Your heart couldn't possibly have been in them. Let me help you. Uh, and then, unfortunately, at that point, that's when Bellatrix and the gang arrive, and they egg uh, Draco on to kill Dude, Dumbledore. I love Bellatrix, man. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's really, really freaking cool. Like, I feel like every time she's... On camera, I'm like, she even she moves, she even moves yeah. like fucking Captain Jack Sparrow. They added a bunch of scenes like a little snake. to have more of her in there that aren't in the book, like the burning of the the Weasels. Weasels. Yeah. Weasels. Uh, Harry has <laughs> Harry has his wand out and is about to attack the people above him until he looks over and Snape's there and Snape's like, don't do it. Like another real moment too. He's like, like shh, don't just yeah, relax. Cool, Let me bro. take care of I this. love that. I, lo- I love the pan up and just seeing like the I got this, bro. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Uh, okay, cool. Snape heads upstairs and squares off against Dumbledore. Did you uh, did you note that uh, as soon as, uh, what's his face? Malfoy? Sorry, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> no, I was just saying. <laughs> when Malfoy my, my head went up. to like, did you know that uh, he was the guy in Die Hard? <laughs> 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 as soon as Malfoy approached um, Dumbledore, he like knocked his wand oh, out yeah, of his hand. Yeah, he, uh, it's an important thing, maybe. Knock, he did knock the one out of his hand. That's right. Um, Snape heads upstairs and squares off against Dumbledore. And that's where we get the scene where Dumbledore goes, Snape, please. Like, Before that, we see Malfoy's tattoo. Yeah, he's got a yeah. Death Eater now. He's been made a Death Eater. Now he's really like a real yeah, bad guy. Right he didn't believe it before. Yeah. Um, we did. I think I did miss a part here where he was like, you don't have to do this. And Malfoy's like, I do have to do this. Yeah. If I don't, he'll kill me. I yeah. liked his performance uh, here. Yeah. Barrett, you're yeah. like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, get Barrett, the, I get the gravity of this. Barrett, it reminds me of, say you want it. Say you want it. <laughs> Breaking Bad. Lord of Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. Uh, Breaking Bad. Lord of the Rings. So he with pleads with Snape. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a different movie. Give me the ring. <laughs> What's in the box? Give me um, the fucking ring. Give me the ring. Bitch. Of course. Snape, uh, not listening to Dumbledore's pleads, uh, uses the old Avada Kedavra curse and kills Dumbledore. Uh, and then Dumbledore falls from the perch to his death. Uh, the Death Eaters, of course, are like, damn, baller, let's get the fuck out of here. I got we something did. for you here, Nick. What's up? Alan Rickman was filled with nostalgic glee when Dumbledore fell from the tower. <laughs> it harkened back to his breakout role in Die Hard, 1988, yep. where his character fell from a tall building. Rickman found it amusing that he was on the other end in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> now I'm John McClane. Uh, Harry once again tries to use, uh, let's see, Harry pursues the Death Eaters and once again tries to use the, the spells from uh, the potions book and Snape just like very very proves that they're ineffective. Why? Because they're his spells. He's like how dare you use my 
fastballs against me. And Harry's like, what? You're the Half-Blood Prince? Are we going to be best friends now? Or am I going to live with you? Am I going to finally have a dad? And he's like, no, motherfucker. I just killed Dumbledore. I just killed Dumbledore, you the, weirdo. No, uh, and but the way this whole scene, the, the escape of, of the Death Eaters leaving the tower, it, it for some reason, upon viewing it recently, I thought like, oh, this is where they take over. But they just peace out. Like you know, it, it, it's very they weird. They get the way, their job and they're out. Yeah, but it's but but they weren't like they they're fucking <laughs> like oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're celebrating fireworks and like clouds and fucked up shit. And well, it's that's like, Bellatrix being Bellatrix. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just it signaled like hey th- now it's ours, bitch. This this place is ours now. Yeah, but then they still like scurried away. And well, like, it's huh. but but you have to understand like the 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 power of what they did here was they basically took the biggest weapon that the good people had. Cut out. the head off a snake. The idea was to take wow. b- because we saw in the movie prior that they were. So such an even match for each other that to leave Dumbledore in play would have been a would have been a terrible idea. So it's like what I like about it is it's like the cat and mouse game behind the scenes. Everyone's trying to attack each other and they finally won this uh, because they backed them into a corner that they, they had no choice. It was like they knew how, how like that using Draco would be like a, a very, very good tool for that uh, for various different reasons that I've already unfortunately spoiled uh, at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, uh, they put did. the dark mark out and it screams over Hogwarts as down below Harry approaches Dumbledore's body. Uh, he takes the locket from the old man's hand and places uh, his hand on Dumbledore's head or heart. Excuse me. Uh, every student and every professor raise their wand and effigy. Uh, they light up the sky, destroying the dark mark above them as Harry cries in Ginny's arms. Uh, later, the Great Hall, we get the shot of the Great Hall, and this is the first time at the end of the movie we've seen the Great Hall empty. Uh, no year-end celebrations, no fond farewells. Uh, Harry enters Dumbledore's office and has a, a moment where he picks up the old man's wand and just examines it for a second. As Professor McGonagall enters and tells him that you know she's always there if he needs to talk or whatever, um, and Harry's like, dude, no, we're beyond that at this point. And she's like, you know, you meant a great deal to Dumbledore. Uh, and Harry's like, I would never know because the man was terrible at communicating. Just terrible. Terrible. Probably could have just solved all this with me at the beginning of the year when he took me away from my... Probably going to be the best day of my life. Um, As Harry leaves, though, worth noting, he looks over and he sees a new portrait on the wall, which is a portrait of Dumbledore, who is asleep. So it's it's interesting that the uh, all the headmasters get the portraits once they pass away there, just kind of magically. Up on the lookout, Harry tells Hermione that Draco wouldn't have done it. She was like, was he going to do it? And he's like, he wouldn't have done it. He was lowering his wand. Uh, in the end, it had to be Snape, and I did nothing. Uh, Harry hands Hermione the locket and says, it's a fake. She opens it and finds a note intended for the Dark Lord that says, I know I will be dead long before you read this, but I want you to know uh, that it was I who discovered your secret. I have stolen the real Horcrux and intend to destroy it as soon as I can. I face death in the hope that when you meet your match, you will become you'll be mortal once again. And it's signed uh, R.A.B., uh, whoever they are, they have the real Horcrux, and everything I just did was a fucking tremendous waste of time. All of it. Um, it's just like the big safes in Fast and Furious. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And Rock is like, <laughs> oh, I'm you know? with you now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good guy now. <laughs> Does the Rock join the next one? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Figure out. Spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. The new Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> this is a new headmaster. Oh in, in, in an attempt to change the subject, she says Ron's okay with it. You know, you and Jenny. Uh, when he's around, you should but, but you keep the snogging to a minimum, which I thought was a cute line. Uh, and Harry's like, she's like, you know, next year just keep it to a minimum. And Harry's like, you know what? I'm not coming back next year. Uh, I'm not coming back to Hogwarts. I got to finish what Dumbledore started. Uh, and she's like, I've always admired. She's like, I got to go. He's like, I got to go on my own and finish it all. And she goes, you know what, Harry? I've always admired your courage, but sometimes you can be really, really thick. You can't find all those horcruxes by yourself. You need us. You're stupid. To which, Harry, build a team. To which Harry was like this. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You're super smart and I don't I'm like not. books. <laughs> I don't like books. <laughs> I don't like to read. You read a lot. There's a lot of riddles yeah. probably yeah. to find yeah. these Rock things. Rock can't figure out how the chocolate frog fucking work. <laughs> like, we're screwed without yeah. you. 
Uh, and then Harry looks out over the horizon and says, you know, I never really realized how beautiful this place was as John, uh, uh, excuse me, John, as Ron joins <laughs> them uh, and away. they watch, I think it's Fox, right? Yeah. It's flying like, over the lake the into the distance. That, yeah. And that is the end of the movie. Yeah. How about that? Sad. Well, the Snape fighting Harry, like all that moment, like all that was so good. And then I just feel like the end of it is so weirdly rushed. It's and anticlimactic. Just, and it looks like sure. garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Like it reminded me of the uh, Ragnarok on the like the Odin scene where it's just like, why is this so green screened? And like, this is going to be a money shot at the end right when they're on the bluff. Well, they're on the, like, they're oh, looking at it. It's clearly green screen. They're like, we can't afford to fly Anthony yeah. Hopkins back to Scotland. Let's I just feel like it was such screen, a yeah. rise of like, like, no, oh my God, I'm just wrong by Potter this. Right now? Mm. The last shot. Near Hagrid's Okay, um, and then leaving. Near Hagrid's hut, yeah. Which also, man, it's unnecessary that 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 hut got burnt down. It was fucked up. It was Belgium, man. She's like, fuck you. She don't play no games, dude. Yeah. It's their time now. Their time. It is is their time. Uh, Let's do some haiku and review. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. I really appreciate the percussion. Daniel Edmonds writes in just like you can if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny for your haiku and reviews he says rest in peace Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore and Bird hmm. a lot of oh, the bird <laughs> the bird lived I think it was like a symbolic yeah, I understand. death you know what I mean uh, I don't it's think that's like the just same like bird, Dark right? Phoenix a bunch of birds died bird. now I really oh, like this a lot of birds yeah, right. Right. a lot of birds and I, I don't think that bird gets out of there ever and I doubt that there's food Fighting Wombat. Fighting Wombat says, Draco was chosen. Let the Dumble hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Cho? <laughs> Let the Dumble hit the floor. Let the Dumble hit the floor. Let the Dumble hit the floor. Hold on oh, okay. a second. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hello? Kill me! Kill me! We were so close to not getting it. Yes, is the did. volume low? Oh, I'm on my broom. I'm on my broom. I'm back. I swear the trolls live. I don't, I don't fucking know anything. <laughs> well, there's a language. It's a PG, PG movie. Oh my God. Uh, she lost some bets. I've been very stressful. Andy, I'm just here to call and say I'm here to avoid points. And I want to give out the points. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, she's exhausted. <laughs> We can't hold on. We're doing a podcast. The volume is so low today. <laughs> is he driving a car? He's not a good driver. Is he getting in a fight with someone? I didn't hear it. What did he say? I don't know what happened here. I think he. I think he Man, got in a, an argument with a fellow driver. We were able to pick up, pick it up a little bit. He said right. maybe 15 points to Ravenclaw. Cool. No, hey. no, it's not. We're, we're going to have to clarify. <laughs> clarify yeah, later. Ravenclaw. We'll clarify the later. point structure later. Yeah, uh, McGonagall sounded hammered after that Apple <laughs> event. <laughs> that Apple event, maybe that was a lot of post-show uh, cocktails. Maybe. <laughs> a lot of so, sliders uh, and beers. Didn't I didn't finish this one, I don't think. But Draco was chosen. Let the double hit the floor. What happened to Cho? Yeah. yeah. Um, Maester Laika says Professor Slughorn and the inappropriate sleepover. Yikes, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then Colin Davis writes in and says, My girlfriend watches along with me and she came up with these. I couldn't decide, so take your pick. Okay. I'm going to do all three. All right. Uh, all right. All three. Wow, Colin. Slughorn is to blame for Tom Riddle's rise to fame. 
Ron is still so lame. Wow. I, in, the, in the song, I said, no need to, if you can't be poetic, no need to fret it, but very poetic. Very that was rhyming. Yeah. That was gorgeous. No need to rhyme. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Yeah, that was not even relevant. Dark Mark overhead. There's going to be a war for Albus, his dad. Wow, that's really See, that's good. poetic. Yeah, like, that's that, really that has good. Some, some magic there. Love potions abound. Granger's too good for Ron. Why keep him around? <laughs> oh, wow. These yeah. are the best three yeah. we've yeah. ever you did got. Good. Yeah. Wow. Paula Davis's girlfriend, yeah. you did good. Um, let's do a little bit of Boss Baby Book Corner. Boss Baby's Book Corner. Boss Baby's Hear the Book. <laughs> I nailed it. What kind What's of What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Boss Baby's Book Corner, a podcast within a podcast where I share the most important details from the Harry Potter books that were cut from the movies. My name is Barrett Courtney, and today we are talking about the mon- monstrosity that is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, which comes in at 652 pages. So you, you'd think they, you know, wouldn't cut the most important part of the book out of the movie because, you know, this book was actually shorter than Goblet of Fire and, oh my God, Tim, uh, Order of the Phoenix. And those books were longer, and those books had their most important parts of the book, and uh, somehow this book got fucked. Uh, anyway, let's go into a detail number one. Harry inherits everything that Sirius owned, including Creature the House Elf. Uh, he sends Creature to work in the kitchens of Hogwarts and allows Grimald Place to still be the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, detail number two, Harry has uh, a little more, like, evidence on Malfoy uh, rather than, like, when they ask him of, like, oh, like, wh- where's your proof of, like, you think Malfoy is the one who's, like, trying to poison people and shit. He's just like, I just know. And it's like, nah, that that's nothing to go on there, boy. I think it was enough to go on when you're talking about Draco. Uh, okay, but all, like, I'm the black. chosen. Do you know who I am? I'm the chosen one. But th- there's a point in uh, when they're in Diagon Alley, they run into Malfoy in the the robe shop, and he's getting like fitted for new robes. And when she goes to like uh, measure his left arm, he kind of freaks out, and that's where you get the tattoo of the the dark mark. Mm-hmm. And so like Harry kind of picked up on that of like, why did he freak out then? Like he had no reason to like. Rush out of the, like the fucking shop, and but whatever. also Malfoy is just like fucking John Wick the whole movie. He really yeah, is, yeah. which it makes me like, it. like him more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, they also point out like the the whole like weird ceremony when they're in Borgen and Burks doesn't happen in the movie. Like Draco actually like ditches his mom to like sneak into Borgen and Burks to try to like buy something, and they're not sure what it is and whatnot. And they actually like point out that the necklace used. Uh, that fucks up uh, Katie Bell was actually on display at Borgen and Burke's, like, one mm-hmm. that whole visit happened. Uh, detail number three, Harry becomes obsessed with what Draco is up to. Uh, he noticed that Draco is, like, missing Quidditch practice or, like, Quidditch matches and all this stuff and uh, whatnot. And one day he notices that he can't find Malfoy on the Marauder's map. He has Dobby uh, and Creature tail Draco, and they find that he's been spending time in the Room of Requirement. I just want to mention here, because a lot of people have been very upset that I haven't mentioned that Dobby has had cameos in the last couple books. Interesting. Do- Dobby's been in the last couple books. There What's you he go. been up to? Like, just like, where, where like, is he? So, so like, Goblet of Fire, he was the one who gives Harry the gillyweed. So I was pregnant. Yeah. And then, like, the... And then <laughs> yeah. the he, he has a girlfriend. I'll tell you what he's not been up to. They don't let him anywhere near the kid's socks. socks. <laughs> you wash everything else but the socks. In the last one, in Order of the Phoenix, he's, like, hanging out with Winky the house elf, who was, like, the... Winky? Yeah. Yeah, the... Winky the house elf. They, yeah. they the they one, the one that they cut out in Goblet of Fire and stuff like that. She became an alcoholic. And I'm she not did. joking. She did. Uh, most of Harry's free time is used trying to get into the room that Malfoy is in because he knows he's in the room of requirement. But uh, he fails uh, a lot of those times because Malfoy probably ordered the room to not be found by enemies. A lot of this plot, while not super important, added a lot to the mystery factor that the book that uh, had that I feel like a lot of the movie was uh, missing. Uh, detail number four, the Weasley home invasion doesn't happen at all and it doesn't make any fucking sense. 
either in the context of the book or the movie. Let's talk about the book. They would make a point when Voldemort is just now out in the open. If Harry goes to visit a place, they're going to protect the fuck out of that place. So there's, like, protective charms and spells. Like, they make a point to say at one point that, like, the Weasley house is, like, one of the third most well-protected places in England. But, okay, maybe we don't do that in the movie. That's fine. Maybe we're dumb wizards and we don't protect where Harry goes because he is fucking target number one yeah. for this motherfucker. He's, he's President Carter. You know Ma- what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. we're dumb. Maybe we don't put protective spells around our house. They have Ron Beasley now, though. But, yeah. okay, <laughs> so randomly these Death Eaters decide to come. It's like, who needs up. magic when I got steroids? <laughs> <laughs> These Death Eaters come, like, maybe one day they they just know, like, oh, the Weasleys are friends with uh, with Harry. Let's go fuck him up. And they do. And then why would Bellatrix Lestrange, who's in the inner circle of Voldemort, not immediately hit up Voldemort the moment she sees Harry? This is the fucking worst scene in the entire series because it makes no goddamn sense, no. has no fucking stakes, and I hate it. Detail number five. Harry doesn't randomly decide to go to Hagrid's. Hagrid uh, had sent them a letter earlier that day saying that Aragog had died of old age and wanted Harry, Ron, and Hermione to join him in uh, burying Aragog. So it wasn't like that, just that random thought of Harry like wanting to go to Hagrid's. He was like, Wasn't it luck? Yeah. Well, they changed the movie. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, the movie yeah. I thought it read where it's like, oh, yeah. the luck. It's yeah, the only yeah, way to yeah, go. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Um, and then, uh, well, it, it is similar in the in the book as well, where he is like, oh, like I want to go to Haggard's because the the luck potion is telling me to. And then um, I'm actually going to skip this one and save it for the last one because that's the bombshell of cool. why this uh, why this movie fucked this book over. Uh, detail number six: Once Harry uses Sectum Sempra on Malfoy, Snape's know that what do you use on him? Sectum Sempra is like the one that like fucks him up. Uh, Snape knows that Harry has his old book. He has to see Harry's potion book. uh, So Harry goes and hides it in the room of requirement and borrows Ron's book to show Snape. Uh, And then Harry actually goes back uh, for the Half-Blood Prince's book after he hides it because he's so obsessed with it and like getting all these great uh, scores and like uh, potions class and whatnot. He just now knows not to use any like, uh, like spells written in it. And he like kind of like defends the Half-Blood Prince at one point because Hermione's like, well, you're you're so obsessed with him, like you can't defend him on this. And he, uh, Harry's like, no, like he might have just not like not known or like whatever, like he was weirdly obsessed and like respected the Half-Blood Prince a lot. Uh, detail number seven, somewhere in the book we learned that Snape was actually uh, the spy um, from Voldemort's army that uh, overheard the prophecy being made about Harry and Voldemort. He was the one who like overheard Trelawney's uh, whole prediction and stuff and actually told Voldemort about the prophecies so a lot of the actions uh, that Voldemort made because of that were all like fell onto Snape. Um, detail number... Who fucking cares? Uh, doesn't matter who you are, you cannot apparate in or out of Hogwarts. I don't care if you're dumb, fucking uh, Albus, Wolfric, bullshit, whatever. You cannot apparate out of Hogwarts. Forget everything you know. It's dumb. Uh, Ginny is also way cooler in this book, and her and Harry have believable chemistry that makes sense of like why they're dating. Movie fails to show that. Weird. Uh, the vanishing cabinet Malfoy uses was set up in Order of the Phoenix. One of his friends uh, was pushed into it by the Weasley twins and had like been missing for a week and had discovered the passageway between Hogwarts and Borgen and Burke, so it wasn't just like this... Malfoy magically knows now that this weird thing is in the room of requirement and stuff. Uh, detail uh, this next one. Uh, the Battle of Hogwarts was cut. There's actually like a big like yeah like that was action a, sequence. That was an unfortunate choice. And the the choice, I, I I get why they make the choice of their defense of the choice because obviously 
we've got you know one more book. There's going to be a f- big final battle, so they didn't want to like overshadow that one with this one. But Who then uh, it's the like teachers. it's like a bunch of the teachers, Order of the Phoenix. There's like way more Death Eaters that Malfoy actually brings. Like all of the Death Eaters that are on top of the Astronomy Tower or whatnot are in, there in the scene. But there's like. At least, like I think, like ten more. Bellatrix isn't like, there though in the in the books. Uh, they added her for the movie. I don't. Pretty sure. Mm, pretty sure. No, I don't believe so. I, like, it's her and the Caros and and whatnot, and then Snape comes in. I think I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's like way more Death Eaters. There's like people getting like fucked up. We like Bill Weasley is here and all this stuff. But yeah, it's all mainly characters that like haven't been introduced. So it, it, it was. It was definitely a choice. Uh, and then the second to last detail, uh, they cut Dumbledore's funeral out, which uh, is unfortunate because we get this kind of like great scene where we've met, where we're shown like a lot of characters that we've met throughout the series pay their respects to Dumbledore. And this is actually where Harry uh, decides to not go back to school next year to go on this quest to find the Horcruxes. And he also breaks up with Ginny because he tells her like, yo, last time you were used to get to me, you were just my brother's sister. Like, if they know we're dating, like, you're dead. Like, so, and she's like, I respect you for that. Like, I, I don't agree with it, but I know you got to do what you got to do. But also, let's maybe just get one more one more spin up in the rumor requirement. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? And then the last detail. And the last detail I have for this week, which is like the primary one of like why I believe this movie fundamentally <laughs> misunderstands what the fucking book is about. Uh, uh, there are six Voldemort memories in the book, while there are only two shown in the movie, two and a half if you count the fake slughorn memory. Each memory helps build Voldemort's background and character and why he is the way he is. Uh, we, like, see, see memories of, like, his family before he was born and, like, the, the shitty house that his mother grew up in and, like, how she, like, eventually, like, ran away when the other, like, her, when her dad and brother got arrested and she gave, like, the kind of, like, local hottie, like, uh, muggle in town a love potion to like run away with her and it was tom riddle senior um and so like we learned that they only got together because of a love potion and so we learned that voldemort was born literally out of fake love which is very important thematically but you know what fuck (laughs) themes in movies (laughs) um and so bitterness there uh, the memories also show that he has a fascination with collecting trophies as a child, which we slightly see in the the Dumbledore Voldemort one, where uh, he, he sees like, "Hey, you're stealing shit. That's not okay." Uh, but this fascination grows into collecting Hogwarts heirlooms. Uh, the point of these memories was to learn about what each Horcrux was and why he chose them. So we go through memories of him like collecting the ring, collecting the like um, necklace, the the ne- ne- blah, 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 the Ne- necklace, locket. sorry, yeah, yeah, the locket, and like fucking people over and like blaming, like blaming people for murder to like get these things and whatnot, and then we get the bomb drop at the end of the last memory of like, oh, he's making Horcruxes. Oh my god, all of these things that he has collected in all of these memories that we've shown are all of his Horcruxes. So at the end of the book, they have a pretty set list of what all of the Horcruxes are, except for like one. They're like, ah, it's either this or this, but. They throw this all away at the end of the movie. They never go find Rab, whatever his name is. When Harry's like, oh, so a Horcrux can be anything. (laughs) And Dumbledore's like, yeah, pretty much. You're fucking on your own. They'll figure it out. No, I trust them. Let's yeah. let's watch the fucking hoops that they jump themselves through to like fucking backpedal on that They're shit. Fine. So we can um, all three of this movie's number one. 
Right. Also, <laughs> also they make a point uh, in the book that Dumbledore pretty much already knew and like deduced that uh, Voldemort was making Horcruxes. He needed the Slughorn memory to like kind of figure out how many Horcruxes Tom was uh, mm-hmm. like looking to make because he mentions is like oh like if I split my soul uh, like six times making seven seven different pieces of my soul like. Wouldn't that be like the most powerful because seven is like the most like magical number and all that stuff, uh, whatever. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is this week's episode of Boss Baby's Book Corner. Uh, what are some of your favorite details uh, that I could not get to today? Remember, I can't get to everything because there's so much cut out now. Uh, leave them in the comments below. And while you're at it, while you give this video a like, share with your friends who love Harry Potter, and subscribe to this channel if you have not already. I'll see you next week for another episode of Book Corner. But until then, Sectum Sempra. Thank you for that, Barrett. Ragu Bagger. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys. We're going to rank the villains of Harry Potter. The villains. That was pretty good. I know. That wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. I know. That wasn't yeah, bad. Um, right now, the, uh, the list is as follows. I didn't have the list queued up here. But who are the villains for this movie, Nick? Uh, the villains of this movie, we're going to go with... Werewolf Man, Fenner Greyback. L- so linebacker, Wolfman. Are they linebacker, the funky, Wolfman. Is this the Funky Bunch? No, no, no. But Baby V and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> they're 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 the next movie. <laughs> okay, okay. This one, I mean, it's interesting because this movie, I guess, doesn't necessarily have. I guess the Horcruxes would be more of the villains of this, like the evil zombies. Who, maybe because oh, Draco. Draco, Draco is the part of the villains. Yeah, Draco. we'll go Draco and Snape. Draco, Snape, and the skeletons. Draco, yes. great Draco and the skeletons. And okay, Draco and the skeletons. Draco and the skeletons. But where are we putting them? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put them like maybe second to last. I don't. I don't. And not, and not because they're bad, just because they're not the main driving force yeah. in the movie. The main driving sure. force in the movie is 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 basically a lot of setup. And so I will say, arguably, the scenes of young Voldy, Tom Riddle, are super intriguing you know and cool to watch. Let's strike it off, and let's go with sexy uh, Tom 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 Riddle's young sexy no. body. <laughs> No, His young, God. sexy self. Why? Why? I was trying to equate it to your young, sexy brother. Yeah, I know, brother. but let's just walk away. Let's <laughs> keep it whatever it was. A lot of people don't that understand that reference. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, I think that those scenes with young Tom Riddle are super interesting and well acted. Where do you think they need to go? Um, young so Tom right Riddle. now the list is as follows. Yeah. Uh, number one is Umbridge and Voldemort. Number two, Baby V and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Sirius Demotiers. Number uh, four, Tom, Tom Elvis, Judas Orvoldi. And number five, Hat Guy and Voldemort. I'll put this in number four. Okay. I Under Sirius and the Demotiers? Do you think it's better than Sirius and the Demotiers? No, I'll leave it there. That's okay. fine. Cool. That's it, ladies and cool. gentlemen. So, what, what, young Tommy? Young, t- <laughs> young, yeah, young Tommy. Tommy boy. Yeah, Tommy boy. <laughs> Great. Cool Greg. Uh, it's time for Golden Golden Black stitches. Sheep. I just want you to know that. Good stitches. The Cool Greg effect. What did you think about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? Dude, young Tom Riddle, young Voldemort. Sickest part of this whole franchise, right? That's this guy's he was good. Savage, he was good, man. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that. Hold on. You're, not, you're not done yet because now it's time to rank the Harry Potter universe. The current rankings are as follows: Number one, Goblet of Fire. Number two, Order of the Phoenix. Number three, Prisoner of Azkaban. Number four, Sorcerer's Stone. Number five, Chamber of Secrets. Mm. Where do you think this movie ranks? I couldn't in any right mind put this above Azkaban. Again, that's my. That's, I uh, that's my I vote. actually completely agree with you. I love. I I really enjoy this movie this time, but I think that Prisoner of Azkaban still beats it out a I little bit. I think it's still a much four. more complete, a much more uh, a movie at the end that I felt 
super satisfied mm. with I mm. with everything. Uh, mm. it, you know, there was even some of the. I know Tim didn't like all the intro stuff with the Dursleys, but I, I think that those were still some moments of lightheartedness that this franchise. I think is sort of built on, and now we're, it's all just dark and desaturated now, and I think that's kind of cool in some instances, but I still sort of need those moments of levity. Um, yeah, I put this above Sorcerer's Stone at number four. I would do the same. I don't know, looking at it, I feel like it's my number one. Whoa. I fucking hate you, Tim. I just feel like it's the best movie. It makes sense uh, when you're watching it all, and it's mm, just like I finally mm. like the characters, and I like that it's just just the dark stuff because the dark stuff is what's interesting about the magic mm. I believe in the magic even when it's the more fun magic but over and stuff, the, the like, effects and stuff the Goblet of Fire Goblet of Fire is a dope ass end but I feel like Goblet of Fire has a lot it, Goblet of Fire felt really long to me whereas this one I really enjoyed the pace with the exception of the end really and uh, the whole luck part uh, where Harry was like tracking down Hagrid and stuff but still it's like this is the first first time that I'm a, I was just like oh man the movies before this really kind of are a bigger issue to me than mm-hmm. than this movie in terms mm-hmm. of plot and the relationships the characters have. But I'll put it I'd put it at number one. Yeah, it's weird to me. I think like I enjoy this movie more than Goblet of Fire, but I don't enjoy it more than Order of the Phoenix or Azkaban. So yeah. And then the last thing I want to say is this is one of the only times in the movies where it ended, I'm like, who the fuck's RBI? Like I need to know. RAB. RAB. Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what's going on? R V D that's cool. There's yeah, like they intrigue set it up. for the next one, which I don't think we've ever really gotten. Yeah, that's, it's it's hard for me. It's hard for me to rank this you. movie because while I did enjoy wa- rewatching it, um, I enjoy watching all those movies. The book just was not my favorite book, and so I think a lot of that. There's just to me the even the book, you know, not to not to disagree with uh, Barrett was maybe three quarters of a book at best. It just didn't seem like there was enough meat on the bones for me to really really dig into it, and I think that's that the the that has been echoed over um, uh, for the movie as well. So I can't see putting this above Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm I'm actually grappling whether or not I should put it below. Sorcerer's Stone. That's where I would view it. I feel like I'm giving Prisoner of Azkaban more credit than I should because I like the book so much. Me as well. So I think that it might actually, I might actually put it over. So I this might be number three for me. Cool, Greg. You're crazy. What do you think yeah. about ranking these? You're right. I am. <laughs> Stay up. Putting it under number four. So under Sorcerer's under Stone. Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Yeah. We're all over the place. crazy. So we have to vote now then right. for the first time with consequence, really. Yeah. Uh, who thinks it's better than Chamber of Secrets? Raise your hand. Everyone raises their hand. Who thinks it's better than Sorcerer's Stone? Raise your hand. Me, Andy, and Kevin raise our hands. Who thinks it's better than Prisoner of Azkaban? Raise your hand. Me and Kevin raise our hands. Oh, Ladies whoa. and gentlemen, the new ranking of the Harry Potter universe. Number one, Goblet of Fire. Number two, Order of the Phoenix. Number three, Prisoner of Azkaban. Number four, Half Blood Prince. Prince, number five, Sorcerer's Stone, and number six, Chamber of Secrets. We will return next week with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one. Oh. Volnera Senentor. Volnera Senentor. You remember that? Wow. You remember that line? It's him putting the blood back in his body. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what that's like. I thought it was an audio. Why are you changing shit?